You fucking heard that? Hello, it is Saturday, 9-11. Yes, it's, it's been nine years uh, since it happened. Uh, never forget, especially us being in New York. Uh, but in the meantime, let's talk about Lighter Fair to help us get through this. Uh, this is the TryGames.net podcast, where we talk about Lighter Fair like video games and not uh, about tragedies. Unless they're video game tragedies. Y- yes, yes. Um... To keep things light and upbeat, I am your host Austin. I'm here with the co-host with lots and lots of hair. Not that much. Lots. Not that much. Say 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 your name. Oh oh, my name. I mean your name. Yes. The antipode. Very 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 clever. Very clever. anti antipode pod. It's Al. And we are having a rock band party tonight. Uh, but I will go through my tragedy in just a bit when we talk about what we've been playing. Which will be right now. Al, what have you been playing? Me? What have I been playing? I heard you beat something finally! Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I finished Dragon Quest Nine, And I'm still playing it, but I finished the main story. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't that hard. I thought it was going to be tough. But then again, I did like... I, my character like level 44, 45. And it was pretty good. Uh, finished the game and got this uh, accolade called Exterminator. I guess because I killed like everything I saw. That's and wrong. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really run from battles or anything like that. So pretty much every enemy that I came in contact with, I fought and beat because it wasn't very difficult. You know how like in Final Fantasy, uh, especially like Final Fantasy four and five and to some extent six. Um, you go to the last area and. The- the enemies themselves are just so fucking hard that you don't really want to fight them. You just yeah. like, run just to get to the end because you know you can beat the boss, but you can't beat the enemies before the boss because the enemies do like stupidness, like hit you for nine 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 nine. Is it? And I'm assuming it's not that way in DQ nine. No, it's not at all. See, uh, the, the enemies are relatively manageable. I mean, they're they're actually. I had no problem navigating any dungeon in this game. Is this Actually, because you asked the play out of this game, or is it because like they decided to make it easier? Because Dragon Quest Four was a bitch. Um, I don't really know because I haven't played Dragon Quest uh, Four and I haven't gotten to the end of Eight. And I, I, I mean, original, think about like, you know. think about it this way: like Dragon Quest Four was kind of like uh, you know Final Fantasy One uh, in terms of difficulty before the GBA version or the PlayStation easy mode version. You know what I mean? It was pretty much that it was, it was harder than Final Fantasy two, um, on the SNES and probably about as hard as it's, uh, as the DS version of Final Fantasy four. Okay. So it's about that difficulty level of like, it's manageable, but only if you're well prepared and then like, some at some points like they're going to kick your ass, and then to hear you say that nine is just like yeah, it wasn't that bad. I got you know. I'll well, some now yeah, I think like, you know, I'll right. some titties and you know. But wait, now I have to ask you a couple questions because you. I will answer a couple of questions. Yeah. First off, what was yeah, your completion yeah, time yeah, in Dragon yeah, Quest Four? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I'll have... Was it around 40 hours? Uh, it's somewhere, I think. I'll have to check. I'm guessing it's somewhere around there. It wasn't 100 hours or 97 hours. No, it wasn't. And that's why I said, it, it, is it because you played the ass out of this game? But I don't think so. I'll explain it to you in a second. But um, <clears throat> the next question I was going to ask is, um, do you know what levels your characters were at the end of the game? Nope. Because usually in Dragon Quest, I think the cap for end game is like 40. I honestly, I, I would, I would honestly have to look it up again. I, I don't, oh. I don't really remember. No problem. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering if it has anything to do with levels comparatively, or is it the general game difficulty because of the fact that in nine, the enemies were, they, the only thing that made enemies in the late game tough was that some of them had an insanely high crit rate, but other than that. They would hit my tanks for one. And it, it, I would think, oh, oh my god, an enemy is so tough if they hit my tank for like 13. Because I would think, okay, if they manage to hit somebody who's not a tank, because I, I, I had a, a very, very strong team. That's another thing about this game. You can construct your team. And because you can construct your team, if you really know how to play the game well, you can really make a powerhouse team. Gotcha. So, you know, if they hit my other, my back row people, I would be like, oh, they might hit me for a lot, but then they wanted to hit me for like forty or fifty, and you know, when you have like two hundred nine 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 points, no, 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 it's it's really low numbers, like really, yeah, two hundred. Huh, interesting, forty like something hit points. I think was like the max on my warrior or something. That, like that. that reminds me of Mario RPG on the uh, Super NES. Mm -hmm. So you know, getting hit for like forty is not that big of a deal because uh, of the resources that I had. Like I had a character who had more heal, which was like the biggest heal that I had at the time. It healed about 135, 140. So, so, so wait, wait a second. By yeah. the end of the game, your dudes had like two to three hundred hit points. Not even three. Like wow. Two. I wonder why they decided to do that. I think that. I mean, it, it's not important, uh, uh, but I think I think people will be thrown off by that. I'm just I just find it amusing. Well, yeah, the numbers are very low in this game. Like um, spells cost you like two four like uh, the red spell is like eight you know and but the thing about the red spell is that it doesn't always work so keep you talk keep, up... keep talking as i blow my nose okay you can wind up burning your mp if you keep trying to res somebody and they can't come back to life or you know they refuse to come back to life so the numbers are relatively small i was fighting a, a grotto boss early on in the game like i think level 25 to 30 and he was whooping my ass. It was really hard. And I'm like, damn, this is harder than like any boss I ever fought. Because he would go twice. Fucking you up. And sometimes in those two turns that he would go, one after the other, he would hit you for a total of like 140. And a lot of my characters only had 120-something hit points by then. But now that boss is a piece of cake. Because he can hit me for 140. I don't give a damn. I just heal right through it. I'll, um, hit, I'll hit through it too. And he doesn't hit everybody all the time. So sometimes he'll like run around and hit one character. But um, just to add some more information onto why I felt the game was so easy was because I, my party was a paladin, a martial artist, a ranger, and a warrior. The damage output in that group is sick. My martial artist was hitting for like 120 something every turn enemies have anywhere between like the regular enemies would have and like when you steal games off the internet you get really strong at martial arts 
Try games right. that does not condone piracy or theft. Mm -hmm. The enemies in the game, the regular enemies, usually vary between like at the end game around two to five hundred hit points. Like the there's these big trolls that usually have around five six hundred hit points, and for me it only takes like two turns to beat them. But if I were to let the fight go on, they could really annihilate a party because every other hit was like a crit. And crits in this game completely negate defense. So they can hit you for 1, 1, 2, 1, and then crit you for 165. 500. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, that's sick, but I understand it negates defense. Um, then my ranger, he wasn't really that strong, but he had he was the one with more heal. And he had a lot of H, uh, a lot of MP, so he was the healer of the group. Although I had a paladin, and paladin in this game isn't necessarily a healer, but he's more like uh, the the generous one. He has abilities that allows him to take sacrifice his HP and MP and give them to other players. So like I would burn through my MP with my ranger, and then I would just use empathy, which is really funny because it's the letter M pathy, the MP. Zing. And then have another move that's H pathy. Um, Zing. HP. Yeah, so um, I would just give him my MP as opposed to using a restorative because first off, the item is expensive, not that expensive, but it's like five hundred gold for uh, a, a magic water. Okay, so how how is the gold scaling in this level? It, it does in this level. Wow, how is the gold? Uh, how how are the cost numbers in this game? Uh, and I, again, this is not important to like the actual mechanics of the game. I'm just curious as to like what it looks like. Uh well, you usually don't spend much money, I guess, unless you're getting equipment. And equipment isn't really all that expensive until the very end game. Like there's some items in the game like 31,000. There's right. a bow that's 31,500 gold. And I was like, "What the fuck?" But I had it in the bank. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "I don't really want to spend this, but I need it because I can upgrade it." And then here's the other thing. You can upgrade your weapons with alchemy. So, A, you can upgrade your weapons with alchemy. Free of cost, right? Yeah, you just have course. to find shit? Well, yeah, you just have to find stuff. And you can farm materials in the world. There are materials that are in certain places, and like every certain number of hours it replenishes or whatever, like maybe like two, three days, something like that. And you can, can, you can farm items from there. You can also steal them from enemies, but the steal rate is so low that it gets very frustrating. But I stuck through it. Part of the reason why I have 90, well, 100 plus hours now is because I spent a lot of time sitting there like defend, defend, steal, defend, 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 steal, defend for like 15 minutes on the same enemy <laughs> who would hit me for one and wouldn't run away. So I'm like, I need this item. I need this item. And then there, there's certain things that needed fresh water. And you can only get fresh water from like two places in the world so far that I know. And then there's one enemy. So I would go gather it from the places in the world and then I would go fight this enemy, and I would steal. And I would s s literally spend like an hour and a half stealing and get like, you know, s a good amount of fresh water so that I can make all the stuff that I needed to make. Because I wasn't going to spend money on an item that I could make. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I, I totally get that. Um, I was just thinking of things like, uh, and I just totally uh, went around the mic there, so I was just thinking of things of like, uh, uh, right, I'm, right now I'm playing... Uh, I'm not going into go. I'm not going into what I've been playing, but I'm you know yet. But mm -hmm. you know I've been playing Final Fantasy Legend too. So right. the, the, the it costs. Uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, it's twenty five, like fifty for a for a for a potion or something, and then 
that that has three uses, and then like Final Fantasy four, it's like you get a um, I think it costs fifty gold, fifty gill for a you know a single potion, yeah, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so okay. So that... you said you said only when you buy equipment, so you don't buy items in this game. You do, but items are a they are cheap. Oh, okay, and b you hardly use them. Like I went and bought just because I needed. I I feel I felt like I needed a backup. I went and bought some herbs. Now they're medicinal herbs, which are the basic herb. You take two of those and alchemize them into a strong herb, uh, strong medicine. And then you can take two strong medicines. This is where it gets really kind of funny. Because you take two strong medicines and then you make a special medicine which is stronger than a superior medicine, which takes a strong medicine and an antidote or a moonward bulb, whatever it is. I forget which. Well, the antidote is moonward bulb, I think. But you combine those two, and you get a superior medicine, which only heals you for, like, 60. But if you take two strong medicines, you create the special medicine, which heals you for 90. So what I was doing was... It's just like Resident Evil! Yeah. Uh, just for, Basically, what I was doing was I had enough money where I would just buy, a, uh, you know, as many med- medicinal herbs as possible, 100 medicinal herbs. Then I would take those medicinal herbs and make them all into strong and- strong medicines. And I would take the strong medicines and make them all into uh, special medicines. And so I had like 40-something special medicines. Uh, well, I only gave two to each character. And I hardly used them because I had more heal. So buying items, you know, the only items that I really felt like buying were medicinal herbs. Which were like 30 gold apiece. Something like that. Medicinal marijuana. And... um all the other stuff that you could use to heal yourself, you didn't need because they didn't poison you enough, and they didn't paralyze you enough, and they didn't um well, poison paralysis. That's pretty much it. They they confused you and confused stone, you. sleep. There is no stone. Sleep. I I, I fight through sleep. Well, and sleep, then, sleep. Sleep. They hit you. Sleep is like the least kind of the least threatening one usually in RPGs. Yeah. Sleep is least threatening because they, they fucking hit you, and then, you and then it's like, oh, 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 oh I'm awake. Exactly. Oh, like, if they were smart, they would sleep somebody, and they would and never hit people. them. Yeah. But the only thing that I really, the only status effect I really had a problem with was confusion, because they would confuse my martial artist, and he would hit everybody and kill them. Uh, Rob could be confused? Uh, well, that wasn't Rob. <laughs> and he can be confused very easily. Um, <laughs> so that was my main problem with confusion. So then I went and got Angel Bells. And I gave them to all my characters except the martial artists. <laughs> and I wound up not using them. You know why? Wow. Because after wow. that event where the martial see, artist so was killing tonight, everybody. should be having my something bells. Anyway. Something bells. The, after the incident where my martial artist was killing everybody because he was confused, they never confused him again. Oh. So the only thing that I was actually getting affected with was poison, and my ranger had squelch. So what was the point of having... The, the the antidotes, none because you don't use them. So everything else was pretty much like a tool for alchemy. It was like, okay, I'm gonna use this and this and that and make another item, whatever like that. So I finished the game, 97 hours, and still playing it, doing extra stuff, and um, I I don't play it as much as I used to, but I still do my daily download and everything like that. And then I moved on to uh, Apollo Justice State's Attorney. Yeah! Feels like such a faster game now because it's like 
nowhere near 97 hours. So I'm about to finish the third case, which was rather interesting. But now everything, <laughs> the, the whole atmosphere of the game is really starting to annoy me now. Um, really? Yeah, it's just it's, is it because you suck? No, <laughs> it has nothing to do with. Is my it because you're a jerk? No, I meant suck as in suck as a person, not suck as in skill. Oh no, not because I suck as a person. Because this world sucks as a person. It's like your face sucks as a world. Why the, does it suck? The judicial system is a, such a joke. I don't understand why it even exists. <laughs> I mean, everybody's uh, fucking lying on the stand, and nothing's happening. It's like, oh, you lied. Well, fix it. <laughs> Really? I just fucking lied to you and told you that I don't even want to say the shit that, that they lied that, about. That's that, that's 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 the Ace Attorney universe. That's what but makes still, it so funny. I mean, it was better. It, it it was it was better. Like in the beginning, they weren't really lying so bad. I mean, they some of them you could honestly be like, okay, well, I give it to them. Maybe they didn't recall it clearly, and you know they were traumatized, whatever. But then you got people who's just like bald face lying, straight lying, perjury, lies, and they know they're lying. You're allowed to lie in Japan, but this game technically doesn't take place in Japan anymore because it's localized. You're allowed to lie. That's in. another fucking problem because <laughs> the game took place in Japan originally. <laughs> I swear, in Phoenix Wright, the game took place in Japan. And now all of a sudden in Apollo Justice, it doesn't take place in Japan anymore. It just takes place in the country. Like this country. Because uh, in one of the Japan. things they were talking about... Huh? Japan. No. Japan. They said that they were going to Japan. They were, the, 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 the band was going to go to Japan. I'm like, aren't they from Japan? Right, they're they they they're, they're gonna go. They're across the no, bridge. No, 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 they're no, no, no. The they were going they're to Japan in... like it was a foreign country. Yeah, they're across the bridge and they're going. <laughs> they'll cross the bridge. I, I mean, it, it was just—it's so contrived now. Like just going through the the, the motions. I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, this fucking this. I would never want to be involved in in this world. I would I would just if I had to live in this world, I would not. Want to be involved in a judicial system? I will fight you to defend Ace Attorney's honor with a with a band aid and 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 a chopstick. Mm -hmm. And in in other Ace Attorney news, I played the demo for Miles Edgeworth Ace Attorney Investigations. He's in Japan. And, uh, well, he might be in Japan. <laughs> uh, that that was pretty interesting. I I would like to get that. And I just heard they announced a sequel for that. But motherfuckers uh -oh. be lying. Well, shit. I, I don't know. This game is different. You're a prosecutor in this game. Yeah, they lie to you. Well, who, who's that? Everybody. Yeah. Anyway. The prosecutor, on. the defendicutor, mm -hmm. the wit locator, the translocator, mm -hmm. the scarge. Mm -hmm. I want to play some Unreal now. Let's right. play some Unreal. No. Fuck you. Thank you. I'm going to my trailer. This, this, Whatever. This, this is over. Yeah. Be back yet? Are you back yet? Oh, sorry. I I was on mute. Oh, really? No, I wasn't. So, I I actually I left saying. to go kick the cat out of the room. Oh. No, I okay. didn't. I was sitting in my chair the whole time. Are you back yet? Oh, look, there's Pete. No, Are he's you back not, yet? No, he's not there. I'm not back either. What were you playing? Uh, what was I playing?
Sure. Or what? Well, have I been playing? Same thing, either or, maybe. Suppose, right. Okay. Grammar. Uh, I'll touch on a couple of other really quick things. Uh, on them titty balls. been playing on and off the Final Fantasy fourteen beta, which is okay. Um, it's I also in Japanese. Hmm? It's also in Japanese. It's not really in Japanese, but they <laughs> haven't really finished. Like, there's a lot of. Oh God, I, I don't even want to touch on. Like, I don't even want to begin to think to touch on to the shit that is just wrong grammatically that makes in that no game. Sense. They need proofreaders, but I'm pretty sure that most of that stuff is just gonna go right into the launch. But I found myself wanting to play it. But then at the same time, my computer can't really play it very well. Like, my computer's fast, but this game does not scale very well. And it requires, like, um, a GeForce 9600 as a minimum. So, uh, I have a 28800 GTs and it's still not good enough. You know what's funny? Wow, I just, again, I was totally off the mic, so I was silent. You know what's funny about that is I thought that... The 9600s, while the quote-unquote next generation of mm. card was still weaker than the 8800s that we had. Like, the like when they discontinued the 8800 and they made the 9800s, like mm. those were the replacements for them, and those actually performed worse across the board. Now, I could t- totally be wrong. I could remember be remembering this wrong. I had a lot to drink yesterday. But I thought that, like, when it moved up to the 9800s, I was like, huh, this is weird. This doesn't seem like something that I'd care about because they really didn't do anything. I don't remember. I do remember that the 8800s were outperforming like most of the 9000 class cards. Yeah, and that that's kind of what I meant. You know, that kind yeah. of... Yeah. But I know, it's just that I don't remember which one specifically. Right, right. Um, But that's their minimum, and they're, of course, recommended as like a GTX... 480. Dude, every, every time we talk about on the market, every time we talk about PC shit, it makes me want to upgrade to Vista or Windows 7 because I'm still in not DirectX. even Vista. Seven. I'm DirectX 9. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah I, I said Vista uh, by reflex because you're on Vista. Mm. My laptop from work is on Vista, so I'm you know. Mm. What up? And of course, their um, their recommended PC is like a, an Intel Core i7, like. 800 series or something like that, like whatever Square the latest and Intel Core i7 Bringing you new is. shit together. And uh, it, it's so bad. Like, do, do, do. The game doesn't scale at all. So, but it's actually Phoenix rather playable. It's PC getting a little bit better, actually. None hey. Hey. hey, hey. I'm talking. Hey. Okay. This movie's over! What? Continue. Um, It's actually rather playable, but... At the same time, it feels like there's no aim. I, I don't know. There's just something about it that it feels like there's no direction. There's there's this one quest that you do in the beginning of the game, which is like all story based and everything. It's all pretty cool. And then um, after you do it, you get like thirty two thousand gil, which is insane because you can pretty much buy anything you need and then still have money left over. Well, then this then after that, is surely no in beta. Quest. What? I said that means this product is surely in beta. Well, no, it's going to stay like that. Really? It's it's Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I thought that you were um, commenting on the fact that it was unbalanced. No, no, it is unbalanced and I think it's going to stay like that <laughs> because like after that, Where? then you you get no quests until you level your uh your class rank, one of your class ranks to 10. And 
which basically means you are grinding from place to place like you would in every other MMO. But wow. Like, you have to now compare everything to Warcraft, and Warcraft was much more, like, you go to one area, and it's not like you just grind on enemies until you are over their level and you go to the next level, and you grind on those enemies. You're actually doing quests, and you can XP, and you're experiencing some story and things like that. But for Final Fantasy XIV so far, it seems like the only story is like that first bit of story when you get in there, and then you have to grind your level to 10, and then you get another story. I don't think I'm ever going to play this game, ever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Final Fantasy. I mean, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy XI, I think you'd be more apt to like Final Fantasy XIV. Well, I don't think I'm ever going to play any MMO, ever. Yeah, that's, that's fine. MMO All this shit scares okay. me. Yeah, I mean... All, all this, this talk about, like, tanks and dicks per second or all that shit. No, thank you. Dicks per second? I've sure. never heard of that. DPS! But, uh, I don't know what kind of game you're talking about. Ooh. So, oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> the only thing about Final Fantasy XIV that seems like it's pretty cool, although other people will hate it, is the fact that it's definitely more casual-friendly. It's a game that will you can play for, like, an hour and really see some benefit. And if you play for 10 hours, then the last like four hours that you play are really not going to be productive or you're basically just going to be bored because you have to grind. Most of the quests and stuff that actually give you rewards take about two hours to do. And then after that point, you might as well just turn it off and then play tomorrow and, you know, do other things with your life. See, if there was, if there was ever a, a and I, I guess this qual- just classifies me as noob or, or whatever, the, you know, fuck you all. But if if ever there was a time where I was going to play an MMO, it would be shit like that because like I, all that other shit is daunting to me. Like I barely have the the capacity to play the games that I want to play, <laughs> you know? Because right. well, I wouldn't say that that's a noob factor. It's that this is. I mean, well, you people don't have will call play. it a noob factor. Well, then fuck them because you that's don't why have I said MMOs em. to be real. Fuck you ain't gotta fucking play MMOs for street cred. Fuck you, motherfucker. Not you, so, them. I know. Uh, the only other thing that I have played, which I will bring some significant mention to, is Metroid Other M, which that that's my like three-way tag slash tug of war going on. It's like Ace Attorney and um, Dragon Quest on one side, and then the second side you have Final Fantasy fourteen beta, it, and the third side is Metroid Other M. Not not to interrupt, but Pete will be coming on for those of you who want to stop listening to the podcast because you hate him, or for those of you who want to listen to him because you love his uh, choker. Uh, he will be coming on in five minutes. Is there any way to squeeze Other M into five minutes? Yeah, other than, I ain't that much to talk about. Okay, trust me. But you said you but, would bring it up significantly, and I actually do want to hear so much about this. But um, dude, trust me, it's not going to take much. That's why I I can do this very concise. Three, two, one. Go! Metroid Other M is a good game, but um, <laughs> I, was, I thought that was me. gonna be it. No, <laughs> Metroid Other me... M is a good game, and that's it. <laughs> it reminds me too much of Metroid Fusion. Um, ah. guided, which I, yeah, oh. I know you won't like it. Oh. That that part of it, like it's it's extremely guided. It's not as free roaming mm. and as uh, like desolate and letting the story tell itself as every other Metroid game. Uh, hmm. It's more of hmm. a... It's more like... Remember what I was talking about, Bionic Commando? And I said Bionic Commando is like a point A to point B kind of game, although it looks like it's open world. Yep. Uh, really, the point is to do the mission and get to the other side and kill the boss and all that other stuff. Yeah. 
this is like how it is. Uh, this is M- Metroid of the M is like that, where it, the the premise is basically like you know, Samus is flying on her ship and she gets a distress call from this ship and then she gets there and finds out that there's Galactic Federation soldiers that are already there, and she has a history with the Galactic Federation because she used to work for that Galactic Federation before she was a bounty hunter, and um these this group of people were her peers and her superior so the guy who's the superior he continues being the superior and he's like barking orders and shit and one thing i i feel is contrived about this game is that okay yeah granted samus has all her shit oh it's this thing where it's like you're not authorized to use this till i tell you to exactly um that i don't like because it's it's very the the reasons why are very contrived, and I'll explain it to you in a moment. But one thing that I find is conflicting is that while she has her beam, she has her suit, she has her bombs, she has her other abilities, her other M's. Um, she has no missiles. Like she has to collect missile tanks throughout the the, the battleship. Why the missile tanks in the battleship? I don't know. And then there's also um, energy tanks that she has to collect in the battleship. And then there are um, the other two pickups are Excel charges, which allow you to charge up your beam faster. And energy parts, where every four energy parts, it's like a fucking heart container. Every four energy parts equals energy tank. Mm. And um, I don't understand why. Oh, now I don't understand. I just don't like how you're running around this area looking for these things, and at the same time, you fight a boss, and you're shooting the shit out of it, and nothing's working on it, and then <laughs> fucking Adam comes on the, the PA and says, oh, it looks like only ice is going to work on this thing. I'll authorize you to use your ice Oh, that's ice awful. Beam. That's absolutely Like, oh, really? That is Really? So that means awful. you were going to make me run around this fucking monster until you told me that I could fucking use ice beam? I mean, really? Are you serious? That's awful. And, um, hey Al, have, have I mentioned that's kind of awful? Yeah, I I think you did. And and this is one part which is really bad. There's a there's a situation. I'm not going to be specific about it, but I'm going to say that there's a situation where if you do not react fast enough, uh, you lose game over. Uh, uh <laughs> press but, A button, die. Yeah, but it's not it's not <laughs> that bad. I mean, but here's the here's the problem with it. The problem with it is that you have to do three things. In a course of maybe mm, 20 seconds. And 20 seconds is a good enough time. But the problem is, alright, in order to do those things, first you have to figure out what the hell is going on. And then after you figure out what the hell is going on, then you have to be authorized to do what's necessary to continue with the game. And then after you're authorized, then you have to use it, and then you have to um, get to wherever the problem is and solve it. And when I first played it, I was like, I remember this area. Let me try this. And that completely didn't work. And I was like, oh, fuck. Game over. And the 20 seconds went by, and I lost. Then the second time I went and did it, um, I found out what I had to do. But by the time I was authorized to do what I had to do, it was game over. And then the third time, I'm like, okay. So now all I have to do is I go in the room, do this, get... Oh, actually, I wound up being authorized because the authorization kind of kicked in after the game over. So when I restored the game and I continued, 
I, I was automatically like that that sequence where they say, Oh, you're authorized to do such and such was already um like that that happened as soon as I loaded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah, no? yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> and so then I was able to cut a couple of seconds off by just doing what I needed to do. Uh, the only other problem that I have with this game is that there are scenes. It, it, it's cool. There are parts in the game where you're, like, you're running around, you're shooting stuff, and you're doing stuff and everything like that, and then you get into an area and then it just flies her. And what you have to do is you have to find out the peculiar thing in that area. Like, kind of like how in Zelda, you know, uh, Goma's like on the ceiling. You go in the room, you're like, and you look up, oh shit, it's Goma, and he comes down. Uh-huh. It's like that. Where you get into an area and it, it just basically goes, uh, the screen zooms into Samus and then you see the visor and it turns green and it, you know, the game's kind of paused at that point. So then you kind of aim with the radical and then you, um, you find out whatever is in the world that is peculiar and then it moves on with the game. While it works most of the time, there's this one time that I actually had to look online and find out what the fucking solution was. Ugh. Because it was so obscure. This situation where something happened and you had to figure out, like, they didn't even, like, really tell you. They basically said, um, you know, oh, this, this is the situation at hand. And then you have to stand there and look around. And I literally spent, like, 15 minutes, like, looking around, what the fuck? And I looked online, and they're like, oh, you have to look at this on the ground. I'm like, what? You look on the ground? It looks exactly like the fucking ground. Now, if anyone's played it, maybe you'll identify with my problem. If you haven't played it, it's really fucked up. I heard I heard her, Samus' so, voice acting is some of the best ever. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> All right, well, Pete uh, just uh, joined us in the virtual studio, so we'll, we're going to be right back. We're going to go kick him offline and uh, make make the rest of the podcast out so we'll be right back We're back, and Pete is with us. Yo. Yo. We just got finished talking about Other M. What have you been playing? Nothing. Really? Yeah, no, I mean, I've been playing stuff, but nothing worth talking. Oh, wait, actually, like I said, I did play something I could ah, talk about. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, I'll just talk a little bit about Dead Rising K0, because that's probably Ooh. the only thing new that I played. Yes. Um, And there's not much to say. It's It's... More Dead Rising ish stuff. It you know, uh, it looks a lot better than I actually. As I was downloading Dead Rising K Zero, I played some original Dead Rising, and um, I was just playing through it again because uh, I love that game. And uh, even though it graphically does not hold up today, it's still a lot of fun to play. Except for all the things that made people mad, like you know the save system and uh, like did it make you the, mad? When I first played, I mean, 
it annoyed me, but not so much that I wanted to stop playing the game or whatever. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I dealt with it. Um, having to save the survivors and try to do the story missions and, like, the way the timing thing works annoys me. And I don't really like that. But uh, I remember when I first played through it, I did save a few. If I actually keep playing through this through it again, I'm, I just... I've decided I'm not going to save any survivors because, like, it's just too much of a pain. Like, my girlfriend was watching me. I was playing, you know, the first one while Dead Rising in case Zero was downloading. And um, I saved – I, like, grabbed, like, a group of survivors, like, three or something. And one of them I had to carry because she was too fucking scared to walk on her own. Nice. And and I was also following – at the time, anyone who's played the game, uh, Brad is the uh, one of the Homeland Security officers that uh, you're, like, following around the mall for certain parts. And so, yeah, I'm following him around. And, uh, like, because I'm carrying this one, this uh, one chick and the other two survivors aren't really all that great at fighting. And it was nighttime, so the zombies were, like, hardcore. Uh, and Brad was so far away because he's on his own, you know, like, AI routine to just keep going, not wait for you or whatever. Uh, I died. And so, like, I lost, like, maybe, like, a half hour or so play time. And I was like, fuck, I'm not going to save the survivors. So, uh, oh, yeah, because when I went back and reloaded it, then I tried to save the survivors again. But then... Uh, they, one of them died on the way and I was like, fuck it. And then like, uh, I went out, to, like, okay, I'm getting too into detail. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, they all died and I was like, fuck the survivors. They're all stupid. They suck. I'm not going to save anyone. So anyway, uh, Dead Rising K Zero downloaded and then, uh, I started that up and I didn't download, I didn't buy the full Dead Rising K Zero yet. Um, there you can, since it is an arcade game, you can get a trial. So I got the trial for it and, uh, the trial lets you play through like, <clears throat> like two missions or something like that it's basically you can if you go mission to mission you play for maybe about like a half hour or so uh you can not go right to the next part of the mission and just fuck around but i didn't do that yet so i gotta go back in there and try that uh so basically all i really did in the in the demo was uh watch the intro scene which i'm sure is the actual same exact intro scene from the full version uh and you uh you're you know you're chuck green you, uh, this takes place in, uh, some little, little town on the outskirts of Las Vegas or something. Um, and I remember the giant bomb people talking about this, how, like, it's confusing. You, you there? <laughs> where'd you go? Petey? <laughs> Pete, where'd you go? Can you not hear me? Now we can. We, yeah, now we can. Oh, well, my recording <laughs> was still recording, so don't worry. It's, whatever I was saying was still there. That's weird. I don't. My internet is really flaky. Wait, did I miss something? No, no we're laughing at what happened. He just dropped off the face of the earth, like okay. like that. Oh, okay. Keep going. All right. So anyway, okay. So I was saying the giant bomb crew mentioned about how like it's confusing because uh, K Zero they call it Las Vegas, and then in Dead Rising Two they're calling it Fortune City. Um. But I think they had a writer write in and explain that it's because of the way the story works because there's such a time span between K Zero and when Dead Rising Two takes and place. And so they that, like rename the city like in that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so in this one it is it is technically Las Vegas. You're on a town on the outskirts of it, and uh, yeah, so Chuck Green drives up in his truck to get some gas or whatever, and um, for some reason he gets out of his car with his daughter and goes into a building instead of just getting gas and continuing on his way. He gets out of the car and goes into a building, and then when he comes back out, someone, like, some random other guy that you don't actually see jacks his car and drives off, so then you're stuck in this town. So, that was stupid of him. Um, <laughs> but, then, uh, so basically what the 
premise of the game is is that your daughter is infected with the zombie virus or whatever, and you have to keep giving her these shots, this stuff called Zombrex. And I guess the conceit of the game is that instead of uh, a time, you know, you know, instead of having a timer that's building up to when you have to be at a place to escape, it's it's just that, making it back to her in time before like something. Yeah, I gotcha. You have to like you have to get out <clears throat> in the world and find these uh the, these shots of Zombrex and get back to her. You know, and it probably just keeps doing that because it's like. It's every 12 hours she needs a shot. So you probably end up finding one, going back to her, then have to go find another one. Uh, I'm assuming that's what the full K-0 is going to be like. And I'm wondering if that's what Dead Rising 2 is going to all be like, if she's going to be a part of it or not. Um, but uh, how, how long did that did the K-0 la- end up lasting? Did you, I'm sorry, you, or do you actually have it now, or did you just get the trial? I just have the trial. Okay. I'm going to okay. get the full version eventually. I just, like, I don't know, I just haven't gotten around to dropping the, you know... Dropping the money in the bucket to get my points out or something, um, but uh, I I've from okay I, I guess I guess they show you the whole screen when you are playing like the whole mission screen. It looks like there's five missions in the game, um, and like I said, you can it is kind of open worldy, so you can like you don't have to go straight from mission to mission, so you can walk around and just fuck up zombies and you know from again from what I heard from the giant bomb podcast it sounds like there's a uh uh like a lot of stuff to find out in the world that's not necessarily tied to you know doing those five missions um so i'm (laughs) guessing you like mission wise you can probably eke out like maybe like three or four hours uh depending on how long it is how long it takes to get between the missions and like do what you have to do Mm -hmm. um and then if you just want to fuck around you can probably you know stretch the game out for quite a while uh i mean i remember with the first dead rising when they put out the demo for that game and it was just like just going around slaughtering zombies. I played that demo fucking incessantly before, you know, the first Dead Rising was released. So, uh, this, in my opinion, is, is better than just a de- demo of Dead Rising 2, and it actually, like, has story elements, and apparently there's stuff that'll carry over into the game. So, uh, it sounds like it's got a, a good value proposition, like, in terms of the time that you'll spend playing it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just to finish real quick what I was saying, uh, so aside from mission stuff, like, other cool stuff about the game, like, I mean, I feel like I'm just going to rehash everything anyone may have heard on anywhere else, but uh, combining items is pretty sweet. Um, you know, first thing you find is some nails and a bat, so you make, you know, you put them <laughs> in the bat and you got a, you got a bat with nails in it. Um, and so I was walking around, you know, smashing zombies in the face with that, and it's, this game definitely feels like it's a lot gory, or just maybe because of the, you know, graphical upgrade. Uh, I mean, it, it's, the game still doesn't look, like, amazing. It's not like something you're like, oh my god, that looks so good. Uh, it's still, I don't know if it, it, maybe it's just the art style of a dead rising game or something like that. I don't know, but it, it, it does look like dead rising just a little better. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like they definitely want more on the gore side. Uh, you know, when you like stick the bat with nails in it in a zombie's head and then yank it out, like you're like ripping off the zombie's head and there's definitely lots of blood and stuff. And it just feels like there's, it's more visceral than the first one. Uh, and yeah, uh. I don't know. <laughs> you do know. You know everything. Hey, I just, I just dropped off the face of my mind. Oh. Um, so, yeah, because I didn't do much in the d- demo. I know I used that weapon. I'm trying to think of other weapons. That, like I didn't really combine any other weapons. I kind of just picked up random things, like like a trash bag, and was smacking a zombie with that, and like a little a trash purse. bag. Yeah, not even a can, like, but a oh, bag. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure there was a bag. That's hilarious. If I remember. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there was, but anyway, there are item like uh, boxes, like um, like trash bags or cans or whatever may, they may have been, and like just other like random boxes 
that if you hit zombies with box-type objects, after they break, they uh, actually spill out a bunch of other objects that you can use, mm-hmm. um, which is, again, something I don't remember from the first one. But uh, And then there are a lot of guns. Uh, like, right off the bat, you go into, like, on your first time out, you're going to try to find Zombrex, and you happen upon, like, a, a military encampment that was, like, destroyed or overrun or something. Uh, so, like, there's a lot of dead military guys, and then there's, like, a lot of, uh, like, you know, military rifles, whatever, laying about. So, uh, you pick up one of those, and you start laying waste to the zombies and stuff. Um, the guns, I never really care much for the guns. I definitely prefer the melee weapons. Uh, and I like the silly stuff, like, there was, like, a lot of, you know, hands that you can shove into the zombies' mouths, so they're walking around. Hands? Yeah, like, like, uh, uh. S- severed, you know, limbs. Like so, there's like oh, just like oh. an arm. Oh, so you, you arm on use... the ground. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Interesting. So you like shove it into the zombie's mouth, and he's just walking around with his hand sticking out of his mouth, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and uh, you can, obviously you know there's stuff you can throw on their heads. Like I found a bucket and threw it on their head, but I didn't get to put do the drill bucket thing, which is another thing from Giant Bomb, which I really wanted yeah. to try. I was gonna ask you what the silliest thing that you made was. See, that's the thing. Is the only thing I made was the bat with nails. See, the, the thing about making stuff is, while you can gather a bunch of items, you have to go to a workbench to like combine them. You can't just do it on the spot. Oh. So okay. the only workbench I had found while playing the demo was back at the start of it, where like you left your daughter. So rather than walk back to start trying to combine items, I just kept pushing forward. Um, obviously, when I go back to play it again, and when I get the full version of K Zero. I'm gonna like really look into messing around with mixing things, but it sounds like you can definitely combine a lot of odd things. Like, uh, you like okay, so in the beginning there are like I said, there's the nails in the bat, but there's also like a lot of other items that I didn't just pick up because I didn't have much inventory space. But um, there's uh canisters of like what is it? Some sort of gas or something like some sort of explosive gas. And I was like, uh, you probably I was like I I mean I I just my mind just assumed you wouldn't be able to combine those, so I just passed it up. Um, but then I found out again, listening to the giant bomb cast, I'm going to keep saying giant bomb. Maybe we'll talk about them later. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like they were saying about how like you can combine, uh, like nails with those, uh, cancers of gas and like make an IED. Uh, so like, it sounds like you can, like there, there are things that you can combine where you just automatically would assume you couldn't like, you know, they fit the developers figured out a way to actually combine them. And obviously the funniest thing I have heard of was so far was the drill bucket, where you combine power drill with the bucket and then st- shove it on the zombie's head and they're getting drilled inside the bucket. And that sounds pretty- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean... Uh, oh, yeah, that's the other thing is obviously there's no more picture-taking. Uh, right, right. All the, uh, that, that level-up stuff comes from combining weapons. And I honestly kind of miss the picture-taking. I really liked playing Frank West. Um, I mean, maybe I'll like Chuck Green as a character, but uh, I liked Frank... West sassiness <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like he was like he was a douche but I, I don't know I kind of liked him and um, I do like the I did like the picture taken from the first one because I mean I would do that I would specifically try to set up instances that were like completely ridiculous or whatever and snap the pictures or like you know when when you're fighting the psychopaths and uh, they're like bearing down on you about to like take off you know a quarter of your health with each hit because that first game was fucking hard with, when you fought them right. uh I would take the chance to try to snap a picture of them rather than, you know, fight them. Uh, so that's a mechanic that I will miss. But uh, the com- the combining thing definitely is an interesting, like, uh, addition in, you know, in place of in place of this photography. 
Okay, so I'm done talking about that until I play more. Trail bucket. The only other stuff I played was like my usual rock band. I played a lot of that. I tried to go back and play Limbo because I wanted to go through the, uh, like, without spoiling anything because I think Al still has not played it, right? What? Limbo. Limbo. No, I don't have an Xbox. Oh, okay. It, it's all broken uh, shit. It's okay. And Well, I was just going to say that I was going to try to go through and get the one achievement where you've got to go through the entire game uh, in in one sitting without mm. with dying less than five times. Hmm. And... Uh, just because we've talked about up to the spider part before, I believe that's not really a spoiler because that's like demo stuff and you know it's all the video stuff. Like the spider part's mm-hmm. really early in the game, like the first time you encounter them, and I barely made it to that without dying five times. Wow! Um, and then I died really shortly in the last rest of my lives after it. Uh, so I gave up on that achievement for now. Uh, I think if I had tried to do it right after I beat the game the first time, I may have had better luck because it would have all been fresh in my mind. But I kind of like did forget where a lot of the little tricks and traps are so that's going to be an incredibly hard achievement to get if i ever try to go get it but uh that that's that's the end of my segment i'm done bye (laughs) sorry uh i have not been playing anything new um sadly i'm still stupid ass stuck on final fantasy legend and final fantasy legend 2 that will come up later in the podcast uh different thing what i've really (laughs) been playing is find an xbox because i was bringing out my console yesterday in preparation for today's party i turned it on and i got the three flashing red lights and i almost threw it out the window Wow, that was really creepy. Oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna step away right now and you know clean myself. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so what, did we hit the brown note or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god, this podcast is over. Um, so I turned it on its side and it actually no, I'm sorry, it was on its side when it went blinking. So I turned it upright and it works. Uh, I spent about 15 minutes this morning testing it out with Marvel vs. Capcom 2 to just make sure that it, you know, it stays kosher and doesn't, you know, explode or anything. Um, so far, so good. So I left it running while, uh, you know, while we came to record the podcast. I'm going to go check to see what it's looking like um, after it's over to see if it's still alive. But I've been running around trying to find, like, you know, the most cost-effective, um, the best balance between cost and, like, getting the best product because I've wanted a slim since it was announced even though it's ugly as shit because I wanted the wireless integrated in it I wanted the uh the the bigger hard drive is you know a a, a better cost proposition than than it was before um and I wanted to have it quieter so you know I was trying to figure do I really need that or can I just go and get an arcade bundle for 150 bucks and just slap my hard drive onto it and then try to sell Banjo-Kazooie and Viva Piñata because I actually already own both of those games. Um, so I was running around, you know, just just I was calling games. Like, I, I'm looking on the GameStop website. I'm like, okay, give me a store locator and let me know where these Xbox 360s are. And it's like every time I would, you know, put in a zip code for, you know, Xbox 360, it would be like, oh, yeah, call store for availability. Call the, availability, call the store. No, we don't carry that. We only have the four gigabyte. And then, like, there are all these bundles, which have, like, oh, I don't know. Pete, you probably know what the product SKU looks like. But 
there was like the new 360 with a game, and there were like four different ones. Like there's one with a with Madden, there's one with a whatever, and so every one of them was like, no stores fit your query within the next 60 miles. I'm like, oh god. So it, it, and and a- answer me this, Pete. Is that because they haven't come out yet? I didn't even know about them. Okay, because like yeah, uh, let me let me look up one just for example, just you know for the sake of giving an example. Um, www.gamepore.com uh, Let's see. 360. Systems. Yeah, so they have, like, the action bundle, which looks like it has Red Dead Redemption. It has the family bundle. This is with the uh, the slim model? Correct, yes. They, these, Yeah, these are going to have to be... These must be holiday bundles or something. That, oh, yeah, like, the, connect model, the connect bundle's not out yet. Right, right. Oh, wait, no, this says it usually ships in 24 hours. So it, it is in stock, but maybe just only from online. I don't know. Whatever you know, the case. Yeah, I guess it's not really a bundle. It's just them selling the, right. ga- the system with the game. I guess, yeah. So, yeah, it's not like an official Microsoft, hey, we bundled this stuff together in one big box for Which you. is really I'm assuming. weird because all it is then is you pay 300 for the system and then you pay $60 for the game or you can buy them together and still pay the same price. Oh, they're still charging the same price? Yeah, like, I, okay, so, so look at this. The action bundle with Red Dead Redemption is $359.98. So if you take into account that the Xbox 360 yeah. is two ninety nine ninety nine and the game is fifty nine ninety nine, you you save nothing. Nothing really. <laughs> that's the that's uh, maybe you, that's... maybe you save a couple of cents or a dollar. I don't know. Um, that's them just saying, hey, you're gonna need a game with this yeah. system. Why not get this one? Yeah. So you know, I, I did this check store availability on those because I'm like, hey, I could. Oh shit! If well, it... you know what? Then GameStop does offer game bundles with the new system. You can pick any game off the wall. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so you know, I did the check store availability on that, and it's like, oh, nothing within sixty miles. I'm like, fuck, great. Um, but some good news. I just found that the Toys R Us in Times Square does carry them in stock, so I'm gonna head down there after this podcast. I was gonna go take a forty minute trip out to Queens to buy one, and then take Ouch. a forty minute trip back. But I can go to Times Square now. That's good. Assassin's Creed 2. And that's all I've been playing. Let's move on. We're going to take another break. Wait, I got a question. And <laughs> Pete has a question. What's your question? <laughs> Are you going to try to... Wait, well, never mind. You're going... You said you're going to Toys R Us, didn't you? Yep. Wait, what what oh, were you going to ask? I was going to ask if you... Because for some reason I thought you were going to GameStop and I was going to say if you were going to bring in your busted 360 and try to trade it in. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't do that because, like, it's... I'm a, I'm kind of on a time crunch, and I don't want to sit there as they try to fiddle with it because the other thing is that the disk drive is broken too, so you have to hit it to get it to open. Oh, so like they'd be like, "Dude, no, I'm not taking this from you," you know, and, and, and yeah. rightfully so. So it's broken in two ways: a hard the, the disk drive and the fucking red ring. Um, I mean, I could stand it up and be like, "You can play, but we can't come on." And look, what it's, it's on. <laughs> look, what's wrong with it? But you know, <laughs> anyway. Okay. And I guess I guess the next thing I need is a transfer kit, but um, I don't know. Uh, Al, how much does an SD card um, adapter cost? I believe it is twenty. Um, See, because if that costs twenty dollars and the transfer kit costs twenty dollars, you know. Um, but they have cheaper eh. ones. Um, SD card reader. Let's see. <laughs> it's a certain to let's fix Austin's Xbox. Or transfer his licenses over. Well, um, the transferring of licenses is easy. You just do that through the website. Yeah, but then I, yeah. I, that that's true. Uh, I, I guess I just mean also the content that I have and just making sure that my profile gets over intact. So, 
I mean, it definitely. I mean, as long as you don't care about game saves, you can definitely do it just through the website. It'll like I did had to do it because you know I had to switch Xboxes and right. I ne- I didn't have any problems with it. I definitely was able to just go back into my download history and re-download everything I've ever downloaded. That even if it wasn't on the marketplace anymore, I was still able to re-download it. Um, except for you know the one exclusion is the Alan Wake theme uh, and gamer icon, which they for some reason. Don't listen to download history, but it's not important. Anyway, uh, anything you have should be able to be redownloaded. And, uh, yeah, the only thing you'd lose out on is game saves. So that's the only reason you would really need to transfer. Yeah, so then you... I guess I, yeah, I, I do want to keep. I do want to keep them. And even those game saves, you could directly, like you said, you could do it with the SD card if you wanted or whatever. Right. Well, we'll, we'll or just see. like a USB yeah. stick or something. Because, like, yeah, that they have that ability now to, like, put stuff on the, you know, USB drives or whatever. Uh, uh, before we even move on, then Al, like, did did we ever talk about your USB stick problems on on the on the podcast? I don't remember. Because because um, Al really... Al was having issues with the USB stick method. I didn't have issues. I had an issue, and then I decided to give away that stick, and right. um, then use the SD. Basically, it's all about the speed, and I guess what you have to do is you gotta like use. I, I mean, it varies. Because I have a an, a SanDisk SD card, eight gigs, and it's uh, I think class two or something like that. The Xbox says it'll work, but there may be problems. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I use it, right. and it's okay. It's like sometimes, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna be running games off of it, but when I was running games off of it, it was running kind of slow. Okay, that's fine. I'll run games off of a hard drive and off the disc, not a problem. Saves work just fine. Um. I had a 16 gig PNY uh, USB stick, completely incompatible. And then I have this like thing that I got from my job. It's a one gig. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the brand is, but it's basically packed in some old recycling. It's like recycled material, and it says "Think Green" on it, and it's like a promotion of my job to go green. And it works just fine, but it's one gig. Ah, well. I don't know. I, 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 the other thing is that I, I guess I'd be paying for convenience because, like, I've heard that the transfer kit is just like you stick it in, you click a button, and then you just go. Yeah, and then you don't need it anymore. Yeah, that's and that's the other thing is you can use that like SD card reader. Like, you can connect the SD card reader to any computer, right? Or you can connect your USB key to any computer. Like, do you have a, a USB drive at all? I do. It's four gigs. Oh, that's not enough for uh, yeah. What you need. Yeah, I just want everything to be moved over. You know, that's you want to do it all in one shot. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to waste any more extra sessions and whatever. Because you know, I'm hardly home anyways, and I just like to be able to. Want, like, you know, when I come home and sit down and turn on my Xbox, I just want it to all be there. Of course. So, but I don't know. Well, I was it's just saying bucks. for the for the sake of moving data to your new Xbox, especially in light of the fact that you're not. Um, Selling the one so you'll have it. Yeah, it may be worth it to um, take your profile, move it over, and then move all your stuff over to your four gig, and then move. You know, I mean, I don't know if you'd have if you'd want to have time for that. So that's up to you. Yeah, I don't know. I if 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 it weren't for the party tonight and having mm-hmm. to have every single song on that thing and having mm-hmm. to download more, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. I, uh, Fuck you, Microsoft. Let's move on. Sync up. Oh, oh, no, what were you going to say? 
And then I was going to make a quick comment. I was going to say, speaking of downloading stuff for uh, Rock Band, my girlfriend got mad that I downloaded the Lady Gaga songs. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, oh, I'd be mad at you, too. Oh, fuck you, Pete. They're Moving fun. on. They're fun. Yes, fuck her. <laughs> ah. So we're on to whatever the fuck is next. Uh, we were going to talk about a couple of news things really quickly, but we actually got reader mail from a very, very enthusiastic young man. Uh, and by enthusiastic, I mean he tweeted us like 27 times in a row, and I thought that was pretty hilarious. He proposed marriage to me, and so I, I referred him to Pete. Sorry, Pete. Um, so this mailbag comes in from William Beans, who actually runs a website called uh, Gaming the Media. Uh, which actually it talks about the gaming media, not gaming itself, which I find kind of interesting. Um, so he says, Dear you guys, it is lonely in this mailbag. Won't your other listeners please join me in this proverbial sack for the next episode? I don't think they have, but you know, if you flash a little stuff, they might come. Uh, I actually run my own podcast that is carefully crafted to not in any way be in competition with yours. The main premise of our podcast is to focus not necessarily on games, but on the game's media. Often we, or I, cite you guys, Giant Bomb, and GFW Radio... God, I miss those guys. GFW Radio as shining examples of the games media that gets it, got it right in connecting to an audience. And keep it a real, son! Do you think that... Word. 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 Do you think that as soon as relationships with developers slash publishers, corporate image, paychecks, etc., becomes a concern, that it becomes increasingly less and less likely that these people are able to see games in their on their own without constantly being influenced by the stuff behind them that the regular Joe Gamer doesn't care about? Are the giant gaming media sites getting more and more out of touch? Huh. That... Mmm. I, I need a second. I can to, answer this. I can yeah, give my answer real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. I haven't been to a giant game media site. You just dropped off the face of the earth again, Pete. <laughs> 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 I was wondering what happened. <laughs> I thought he was like, he's like, okay, I got my answer now. And it's like, oh, I haven't been to a giant media set. Uh, have I? If none of you hear this, it's because I edited it out, but I actually really want to try to keep this in. And Pete actually did drop off the face of this earth. It said the call was dropped, so we're going to invite him back into the conference. Excellent. Um, How do I invite him back? Uh, there oh, he is. There he's okay. there he is. He's back. Okay. Can you hear me? <laughs> we hear you now. The last thing we heard was, I haven't been to a giant gaming media s- That's what we heard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't been to a giant gaming media site, like, ser- like seriously, since, uh, you know, the whole Gerstmann Gate thing at uh, at game. Oh, no, wait. No, that's not true. Because Never mind. That was when I switched from GameSpot to 1UP. Since the 1UP. One UGO. Yeah, the UGO thing. What uh, apocalypse? That's what it was called. That's yeah. what they called it. Like, um, so anyway, since uh, since that happened, he dropped again. <laughs> oh, this is great. You know that one up uh, UGO thing that it it reared its ugly head to me, and I I unfortunately probably won't be um, visiting one up much anymore. 
Well, see, here's the thing about that. It, let, let's 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 back up just a little bit. Um, I I know I wrote a little editorial about like how the one up UGO thing kind of made me sad. It wasn't because I honestly felt that one up would change its content. They have the same great people there. Jeremy mm-hmm. Parrish is still doing an awesome job with RPG blogging. Mm-hmm. Um, just as as one example, um. What made me sad about it is the fact that now they would have to be associated with a parent site that does all the whole, oh, hey, look at babes and tits, you know. Um, so, you know the, but the actual like, content does not change, and they're still actually really, really good. We, you know, but I'm sorry, go, you're saying something? I just ran into a really shitty article that I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. One of, like, merged with UGO, so now UGO content has to go on one upside if it's about video games and it was this article about oh shit i completely forgot what the article was about because i dismissed it from my brain but the grammar was shit the points weren't even funny because it was supposed to be slightly hilarious but right the oh my god the it, it was like they've never heard what a proofreader was <laughs> and it, i it should be very, back by the way you are pete is back by the way it was so annoying, so 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 annoying that I, uh, I was like, I can't, I can't. If I find something on one up that says it's from UGO, I am so not going to read the article because it makes me mad. <laughs> well, okay, so so Pete, where were? Do you remember where you left off? No, basically, my ever since the one up UGO. Oh yeah, yeah my oh, ever since the one up UGO. Yeah. That's that's what where you left off. Okay, you can hear me, right? Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I, 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 yeah, blah, blah. My summation was just gonna be that, like, it. God, I can't remember, fucking fully remember what my point was, but that uh, since I haven't been to a major site in a while, like, I just for a long time I thought they haven't really been getting it right or whatever. That like they've been falling victim to all the uh, outside influences and stuff, which is like. Why I basically, I mean, the only site I really visit, and I don't even really visit them anymore, is Giant Bomb, and I just get all my, like, in, I'm saying like a lot, like, 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 all my information from podcasts, uh, pretty much, you know, I listen to the Giant Bombcast, I listen to, like, uh, Geekbox and Rebel FM and stuff, and I find I get pretty much just as valid and useful information from them as I would in visiting a site, uh, so to, to it just might to not be as really, timely, but... Just to interject really yeah. quickly, I, I think that, uh... I think his question may still apply only because, like, he's not... I mean, the last sentence are the giant gaming media sites getting more and more out of touch. I think he also, like, the, the other part of the question is just, like, in general, like, the people behind the media, you know, even including podcasts, because they are still... Like, the Giant Bombcast is still run by people at Giant Bomb who are part of the site. So I guess to adapt the question for you is the podcast that you listen to, like, do you... Do you think that the people behind them are getting out of touch? And I'm assuming the answer well, is no, see, I'm assuming the answer is no because they're mostly smaller podcasts. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, like they're all small run. Like you know, the, these guys used to be big, and that's the thing is like the, with the with the big sites now, I don't know any of the personalities from them. I'm sure GameSpot still has some editors from back when I used to visit it, and I'm sure OneUp still retains some of its like uh, editors from before. A lot of people had to leave there, but um, I just I don't know it. It doesn't feel the same to me, and a lot of the new people, I don't know, like, you know, when we when we cite stories on here, usually the person who writes the news story, I have no idea who the fuck it is. 
did, did he did, <laughs> did he did he drop it? <laughs> <laughs> Can it you guys hear the me? Best times. Yeah, you. Now we can hear you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, in my recording, you're still gonna hear me talking. But anyway, I'm gonna. I gotta edit that saying, out because it'll sound funnier. Go ahead. I'm just gonna end by saying that I do believe the giant, giant news sites have kind of lost touch, if not with the actual industry itself, at least with the audience. Uh, I mean, at least for people like me who like followed them religiously. Now I don't anymore. So and. In my eyes, they've lost touch with their avenue being, you know, being the middleman between the industry and me. Um, like, again, the best place for me to get my news and information is from the uh, the lower, like, lower tier stuff. Like I said, like, you know, like a Rebel FM or a Geekbox where it's like people who are way heavily invested in the industry but don't have the backing of that big site but still, like, give me all the rele- relevant information that, Pete personally wants. But you've uh, speaking of third person now. Wow! But uh, you've been going. You, you've gone to one up occasionally to get news. Yeah, like when we're in need of news, I'll go there real quick to try to find something because, like you know, we're in need of news and we need it in a timely manner. Obviously, I can't go listening to a podcast while we're trying to find news for the show. Um, right. But when, but other than that, like when we comes up to the, you know, when throughout the week when you're like talking about stories that we might be talking about on like for instance we might be talking about Duke Nukem Forever any information I have on that right now is what I've gathered from listening to podcasts over the past week right I see I, I'm in somewhat of a similar situation where I don't visit the like I I visit all the sites I visit IGN I visit one up I visit GameSpot still and you know I you know partially it's because you know some of the people that 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 uh, that were the personalities there are still there. Um, but like, and a lot of people, you know, uh, and this is, there's nothing but anecdotal or, you know, yeah, anecdotal evidence that I have for this or just, just, you know, people like hearing from people, but like most of the time, like someone who is in our position of being, you know, very, very into this shit, um, doesn't necessarily think the highest of IGN because it's so huge and they do do that whole babeology type stuff thing like Mm, uh, on other sites, but um, I still go to them because they have they you know because of the relationships that they formed, they g- often get very early scoops on some things officially I should say. Um, they sometimes will have more information on something. Now you know I'm fully aware that certain sites may be influenced and therefore the information is not entirely objective, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's useless. So if I want to get earlier news on something, I'll go there. Um, sometimes. So so I don't know. Is are some sites out of touch? I always felt that the bigger ones could definitely uh, could definitely be out of touch. Um, but I think that when it comes down to it, it doesn't really matter because if they're reporting a headline and reporting the facts, what's different about each site is how they opine on said facts. What do these facts mean? And I think at this point in my personal life, at least, and I and I, I'm pretty sure the same applies for the for the both of you as well, and a lot of people listening to this, all all two of you, is we've gotten to a point where we we definitely have been so immersed in this hobby of ours that we have our own opinions on what the news is out there. So, um, there is definitely certain angles that I haven't thought about when reading news, uh, when I'm listening to a Garnet Lee or a, a Vinnie Caravella. Or, you know, a, a Jeremy Parrish or, you know what I mean? Those people out there, there, there's certainly angles I didn't think of. And I have to be, uh, and this is not to slam anybody. 
or to criticize anybody. <clears throat> but when I listened, when I used to listen to the IGN podcast, like I, I was listening to every podcast out there. When I was listening to the IGN podcast, um, what I would get with them, from them was news and a little bit of you know inside jokes and humor. That's it. When I would listen to one of yours, I would get. Um, when I would listen to the Hotspot, I'd get the same thing: news and a little bit of you know inside humor. And you know Jeff Gersman's always good for a laugh. Um, always good for a lot of laughs, actually. If, if anybody watched the PAX panel, that was great. Um, and then when I listened to one of yours, I would look more for like in depth because because they would always really hit some of the topics really hard. Um, yeah. And really, really like kind of drain every news topic and you know it, it got to a point where some podcasts I listen to to get informed and other podcasts I listen to 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 have a debate with them in my head if that doesn't sound crazy I you know sense. thank you well I mean crazy crazy in terms of I'm talking to myself but you know like it's oh. it, it's it's the debate thing versus the dissemination of news thing um and again like it's gotten to a point where you know if I have the news, it, it, you know, I'm looking at the news right now. What are we? We're talking about it, you know, and so that's kind of how I get my own. You know, this is how I start to think about things. Um, I I do think that you know I, I do wish that it weren't the case that you know sometimes they just kind of are are out there and not really hitting things hard. Um, but at the same time, I haven't listened to an IGN podcast in a while. Maybe they do. I don't think it's fair of me to say that they may be out of touch. Um, I think that things like exclusive reviews being put out early um they are they're both blown out of proportion but also still kind of shady um do either of you know what that is like what the whole exclusive review uh, mentality is because like there's no truly exclusive review like every site is going to get a game and review it if they feel so so but from what i know it's just the the company like the publisher will uh, I guess maybe pay a, a certain news site to have their review up early, and it has to be good, right, or something like that. I don't know that it's payment based, but I do, and and when it comes to IGN, and, and as far as I've heard, and I'm going to take them for their word because you know I don't know the guys. I'm not going to call them liars. Um, Matt Casamassina has been has gone on record to clarify that when we take an exclusive review, that means that the publisher comes up to us and says, "Hey, you've been reviewing uh, Barbie Doll XYZ three. What do you think of it so far?" And they say, "I think it's really good. Do you think you'll score it over a nine, uh, based on what I've played so far?" And I'm almost done with it. Yeah, I think it's looking really good. Okay, then we will allow you to post a review early once you're done with it. And that's what it is. It's mm. shady in the respect that you know it's it's not completely blurry. It's not completely setting a line between this is you know this is PR, this is advertising, this is marketing, and this is editorial. It, right. In, in it's, a it's actually done for a marketing purpose. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yes. Uh, in an ideal world, you know, and there's there's this great um, class that I not 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 the class itself as a whole because you know. A class, the, the class was good, but the, the, there was a great single session that we had on one class that talked about – because it was a marketing class. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about the separation of church and state as it applies to journalism and uh, pr- the, the product end of it, mm-hmm. where you have to sell ads to you – know, and this is back in the old magazine. Day. Oh, my God, a magazine. What's that? You know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the magazine days where you have to you know, have this balance between I'm a journalist. My job is to re- uh, 
to report the news objectively. And I'm a critic. My job is to criticize this piece without any outward influence versus I am trying to make money for this magazine. I need to sell ad space. You know, so there has to be a clean delineation, and there almost never is because of sh- all the shit that goes around. And that's why I think that that method is shady. But at the same time, it's like, look, if, if, you know, if Boobisoft was like, hey, how's Barbie looking? And, <laughs> you know, and, and, <laughs> and Matt were to say, you know what? I got to be honest with you. It's not looking so hot. Would you maybe make it look a little bit hotter if I let you post a review earlier and paid you money? And Matt would say, no, that's not how we do things. You know, so so in that respect, I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion. Now, I don't even think it's the giant gaming media sites that need to be that we need to be concerned about getting more and more out of touch because we're savvy enough at this point. I think anybody who is into the industry enough to visit a even if it's giant, but anybody who's savvy enough to visit a gaming site and appreciate it, you know, is smart enough, I think, to understand things for themselves. Whereas if you're talking about someone who reads Maxim and sees the game reviews in there. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I will I will go so far as to say Rolling Stone only because they are not a gaming magazine, and I don't know how they regard the medium. Even though I think more or less Rolling Stone is respectable, I I, I have no qualms with them. I you know I, I disclaimer I read their magazine, I subscribe to it, but you know I don't know how they handle the game side of things, so I can't speak to that. So I'm not going to say anything regarding that. Um, but because it's you know kind of a bigger media site, like it's always prone to more, you know they they do they care that much about games? I don't know. So you never know. Um, Maxim stuff. Um, what else have I seen? Uh, rev- try to review games. I I don't I don't even know. But like I think that's where we we, we might want to be more worried because that stuff is m- kind of more mainstream and can affect its readership more easily because maybe the readership wants to play Modern Warfare because you get to shoot dudes and stuff. So what else is Maxim going to tell me to buy next year? Y- you know, that, that is what worries me a bit more. Um, and, the, and, and again, the only reason why it worries me is because sales will more often than not dictate what gets made. And so if all, all these people want the same games because they're reading it over and over again in something like Maxim because they don't go to... Don't go to an IGN. Don't go to a GameSpot. Don't go to a Giant Bomb One Up or Rebel FM, uh, EatSleepGame.com, or anything like that. They, you know, they will just be like, "All right, I'm gonna buy one game this year. It's gonna be Madden. Oh, I'm sorry, two is gonna be Call of Duty, right? <laughs> and so that's all that sells, and all that people are gonna wanna, all the publishers are gonna wanna see are call are shooters and 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 football, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, and that wasn't intentional, Pete. I'm sorry. It's just force of habit. Uh, <laughs> But when it comes down to it, like, we, ha- we are, what, how many years have we all been playing games? Since, uh, since we were, like, five. It's been, like, 25, 25 years that we've been playing games. Um, I'm assuming it's the same number for you, Pete, almost close to that, because you're, you're pretty much our age. Um, right. So we've been playing games, and as much as we've been inundated with Madden and Call of Duty and, you know, and Medal of Honor and all this shit, we still have stuff like Limbo. We still get heavy rain. Now, will we get more of that in the future? I don't know. That That's scary, but I, I think what I'm saying up to this point is me worrying about like getting the games that I like. Dude, I have a fucking shelf of games that I couldn't play because I work, and like I don't have any time. So what am I worried about? 
Um, so I don't yeah, know. Like I if mean, like, no good games that you like come out, it's not really going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, although that, tr- to be fair, that's a personal thing. Like, yeah, that's what I, I mean. I, you know, for you, it's not that big of a deal. Right. To you. For for the for the average for the average uh, uh, passionate gamer like us who has more time, you know, I and and that would be a very interesting mail to. Re- I, I'd like to actually know from you guys, like you got any of you who has more time to play games than I do and are constantly playing the new games. Do you feel that you're not getting the games that you truly want? Do you feel that there's not enough stuff like a limbo like a heavy rain or enough unique stuff or are you kind of happy with how things are because i while i think that there could be more i also think about it and i'm like you know what a a lot of there there are lots of things coming out that you know don't necessarily get covered by the giant sites i'm not even saying giant gaming but giant sites um and I think I've really veered off the question. So Al, rein me back in. What's what are your thoughts on his actual question? Since I completely went off. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like uh, if because he says in the question, do you think that as soon as all of this stuff comes into play, uh, will people be less likely to see video games without all the money and the politics behind it? Um, I think that that in and of itself is definitive that, you know, it's not really happening right now. It's not like, you know, every big game that comes out is has that, like, Kane Lynch kind of conspiracy thing going on. Right. Uh, so, I, in my opinion, I don't really see that journalists are, especially in big gaming media sites, that they are doing a job based on politics. I think that they're actually giving their honest opinions, and you know, their honest opinions sometimes can be skewed to the fact that, well, oh, well, they like this game, or they haven't, they're not really used to playing this kind of game, and maybe they don't have the wherewithal to actually write in a purely objective sense where it's like, oh, you know, granted, I don't really like this kind of game, but for people who do, this would be great, or you know, then there'd be a game where you know, I don't really like this game, but I think that if you had a certain kind of feeling you may not initially like the game but you might like it you know that kind of right. thing where in, instead of saying oh I don't like this game because I couldn't play it and if if you can't play this kind of game then don't buy it right. you know that's that's excluding people who may actually wind up liking a particular game um I think that that's what's going on just not really to a large degree but like GameSpot usually I usually see GameSpot reviewing things, and they're very, very down to earth. Like not down to earth. That's that's not the the line that I want to use. It's they're they're very very we're, very consumer reports is probably the best yeah. description. That's that's how I've been trained to write for them. Is very consumer reports. Yes, it's it's like their reviews essentially are this type of technical uh, flaw really affects this game's value right and and, and to, cla- I read... to clarify I, I just want to I just want to understand when, when you say technical flaw do you mean technical as in inherent to the game's makeup itself or do you strictly mean technical as in oh this is a bug oh no no I well it depends on whatever the article or, or is, I sometimes should, I, they do yeah. say that bugs do destroy the value of a game. It's so hard to express what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes they they do that. They you know they go, oh, this game is very beautiful, but it's mired by bugs. 
right. or then this this game uh is it's got a wonderful universe behind it but their execution of the gameplay is really shallow right and you have whenever see and it, this is the coolest thing about GameSpot is that GameSpot is like the site that you use when you want to buy a game and or if you're in the market to buy some games and you're looking for the best kinds of games to buy if you can only buy two games I want to buy these two games or you know these two mm-hmm. games because GameSpot says that if I spend $80 these are the games that I should probably get and have the most fun with whereas like IGN may have a whole bunch of games and they're all like 7s, 8s, and 9s and they don't really talk about why the negatives really kind of kill the value of the game or what effect the negatives have like you know because I don't know if you do what I do but when I read reviews pretty much I'll read the synopsis and then I'll go straight to the negatives because positives what do I care about positives I know I'm going to like whatever the positives are and if there is a positive about a game that I don't like I don't, that's just kind of weird you know well I, I think I think though that it, it, it merits saying that like what one editor thinks is a po- and wow, this is so going off track. But I'll be quick about this. One, what one editor thinks is a positive could be a negative for someone else. Oh, certainly. You know what I mean? Yes. So that uh, you know. Anyway, but I mean, if I'm if I'm looking at a game on say IGN, I already own the game for an, an example. Like I just want to see what other people think about it. I usually jump to the negatives. If I'm interested uh-huh. in actually buying a game. Uh, say I'm on the fence about it, but I know a lot about uh, I see it. What you mean? Okay. I will go to IGN yeah. and look at what they say. I will look at what OneUp says, and I will look at what GameSpot says. But what I mainly do is, <laughs> when I'm on the fence about a game, I will read all the negatives to see if they mesh. You know, right. I'll compare them to see whether some one one thing is perceptive and or if another thing is objective. And most of the time, like the objective ones, kind of come from GameSpot. Uh, I haven't. I mean, I've seen some reviews where I'm like, oh, I completely disagree. And these are games that I've owned. And I look at the review and I'm like, yeah, but you shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> but you know, that that goes for every other review too. Uh, I, but to go back to the question, um, I feel like in the general global sense of the word of of, of the phrase. I don't believe that giant gaming media sites are getting out of touch. Um, if you consider giant gaming media sites, IGN, OneUp, GameSpot, um, uh, I, I guess you can kind of... Well, Metacritic is not really a giant gaming site. It's more like a, an aggregate of all the other gaming sites. But those sites are pretty much the ones that people go to, and they still have a very huge following, and they're still doing pretty well for themselves. Right. And from what I read, I think that uh, they they still have it. They still have it. How about that? But what I personally feel is like they're out of touch with me. Mm. And I only really I'll visit Gamespot like once in a blue, but everything on that site is outdated to me. <laughs> and I'll go to One Up when I'm bored. And I won't really read anything on the games. I'll just read things on the industry or on particular genres. Like, I'll read, like, the RPG blog. Uh, I'll read things about games, opinions about games that haven't come out yet. Like, I read Jeremy Parrish's thing about Four Heroes of Light. 
Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about that, and that's really interesting. Um, I don't really go to IGN anymore. <laughs> I, I partially because whenever I think about going to IGN, I think, well, what what console do I want to look at? And then I think about all the different consoles. And I'm like, I have no idea what I want to look at, so I'll go to GameSpot because GameSpot, <laughs> I could just click on each name and find out specific news. But as a sum, my news really just comes from Kotaku, and that's only because they're a blog, and they basically get whatever news that everybody else gets, um, and I pull up on my RSS, and I don't even have to actually go to the site. I'm you just, you just look the at the RSS feed? I just look at the RSS, and if I like the headline, I'll read it. But if I don't like the headline, or if it's from, sorry, if it's from Brian Ashcraft, I usually tend not to read it. Oh, shit! And it's Ouch. because I don't like reading things that I feel like there needs to be a proofreader on. <laughs> and oh. while, you know, I mean, he's, he's probably a really cool dude. You know, he's in Japan. He's got the, 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 the direct source to a lot of the Japanese news. His writing needs improvement. Uh, <laughs> I also have a subscription to You Giant need Bomb. some practice. <laughs> um, he, he, I also have the Giant Bomb on my uh, subscription, but most of their stuff is videos. So I, I don't really get to experience a lot of their content because most of their content requires you to go to their site, which isn't compatible with my phone. And right. if I read it at work, usually I don't have sound where I have my computer, so watching video makes no sense. Um, and that, that's pretty much it for video games for my news. Right. Um, I was looking at the second paragraph, and something struck my mind. Like I, I, I'm trying to see if I can understand this question better. Um, and I'm starting to think about too human, and here's why. So, so let's read this again. Do you think that as soon as relationships with the developers and publishers, corporate image paychecks, et cetera, becomes a concern, that it becomes increasingly less and less likely that these people, and when I say these people, I, when he says these people, I think he's talking about the media, yes. um, are able to see video games in their own right. Now, um, without constantly being influenced by the stuff behind them that regular Joe Gamer doesn't care about, and I think Too Human mm. is one shining example of this. You know, Too Human, like the... the, the um the analog to that in music would be Guns N' Roses Chinese Chinese democracy. democracy. <laughs> yep. And, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I was just gonna go off the two two human thing. Go for it. Um, what is that? Would it have gotten the scores that it did from the outlets that panned it if the outlets didn't realize everything that went on behind it? The the um the drama, the the lawsuits, the the long development time. Um, and that's a very difficult question to answer. Like, I think it's our job. I, I say our as if I'm like really part of it. I'm just a <laughs> little friendly. It's their job to be able to distance themselves from that. Uh, and I think they have. I mean, having played the game, you know, it's like whatever. And, and some other people still like it. So it's like it's and 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 some I'm critics right. do, you know. And so it's evidence that. <laughs> And it's evidence that, like, yeah, you know, some people still enjoy the game, and you know, they are not bothered by that stuff. And I think my problem with it was had nothing to do with the background stuff. And I think all the reviewers that panned the game, the one, the reviews that I read, being, and I shouldn't even say pan, but gave it mediocre reviews. Kevin Van Orr, Jeff Gersman, the reviews that I read from there, and didn't seem to be influenced by it. Like all the facts that they laid down about what made the game janky were right. That's true. So, you know. I'm sure that there's some reviews out there who are just like, we waited 10 years for this. That, you know, is a problem. But then again, at the same time, to, to look at the question, it's like, is that... They're not influenced by it. No. But uh, is it Yeah, a, I don't think it's a, actually 
become a concern. Right. Is it a problem that it's there? I I don't know. It's a tough question to answer. I I think this is a really good question. The, this whole mm. thing, and I don't think I don't think I've answered it. I'm sorry, I don't think I've well, answered this. How question. about this? This this may be a better question to answer. The question is, um, do you think that if we were in an environment where all of that shit mattered, would T Human have gotten seriously panned? Would it have gotten even worse reviews? You and mean would that result in because would T Human have gotten worse <laughs> reviews if people really factored in the politics and the drama into a video game's reviews. I think and it would that have. result in giant gaming media sites becoming more out of touch with the general masses. Uh I think it might have but the funny you know what the funniest thing is about this is that um in the context of the first part of the question keeping it real, I don't think it actually has much to do with keeping it real. In terms of, um, you know, I am not influenced by money, but it, it, it doesn't keep it to what it doesn't keep it to the core essence of what you should be doing when you critique a game. Is just saying you should play it or you should not or this is what works and this is what doesn't. You shouldn't be talking about the story behind it as part of your evaluation. Right. And but and, and I then think there's a hypothetical well, that it I, is a part of the situation. And what right, happens right, as a result? Right. And, and I don't know. I mean, I think. I think it would have by the bigger gaming sites, and I don't think it would have been a. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think to me, to me, when someone says, you know, as a journalist, are you really keeping it? Are you keeping it really real? To me, that says, are you taking money on the side, or are you being influenced by the fact that this is a large company? When when you start being influenced by like the drama behind something, you shouldn't be. But I I am much less offended by it. I should say, if that makes any sense, because um. it's it's not endemic of like. Oh, you know, I'm getting paid to, you know, I'm getting paid to praise this, so I'm going to I'm going to praise it or oh, this is a big company, you know. I like these guys. So yeah, this is a good game, you know. Um because in your hypothetical situation, let's think about it. Consumers have if something is announced 10 years ago, consumers have been waiting for it for 10 years. And mm. maybe they need it's a problem with expectations and maybe that's why reviews exist to be like, look, you have these expectations, but let's look at it fairly. Here's why this game works and here's why it doesn't. But in the real world, you know, consumers are influenced by that stuff. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely. In the real world, you know, people were probably very influenced by the fact that it took 10 years for Silicon Knights to come out with Two Human and may not have bought it on that principle alone. Right. I don't know. It, it's, it, it's, it's certainly – this is certainly uh, a tough question to answer, and I want to thank Willie Beans for that. Um, I feel like we're putting Pete to sleep. So do you have anything else that you'd like to contribute to this? Because um, – I, I, I don't know if you're either asleep, uh, listening, or if you got disconnected. Oh, you're here. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, you can't hear me, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not much else to add. Like, I haven't read a review in so goddamn long that I can't even talk, speak on those. So um, I guess my final thought on this will be uh, when I hear this guy's name, Beans, it makes me think of the kid from uh, uh, Even Stevens. Right, right. Um, that, that, that's my final point. Yeah. <laughs> and I have no idea what's going on between you two on Twitter. Um, I saw there were some mentions <laughs> of me and a choker, but yes. I have no idea. Yes, yeah, there I was have a no choker. idea. All right. Uh, as we're talking about um, you know, gaming journalism sites, it's a very good segue into um, 
Something I want to touch on very, only very briefly, just because I think it's interesting how the uh, how the uh, reaction to this has been. But um, Giant Bomb, as is part of Whiskey Media, uh, Whiskey Media is is the umbrella kind of uh, entity that covers uh, a bunch of music, gaming, and anime and comic sites and movie sites. Kind of like a CNET has GameSpot, uh, you know, they had TV.com, etc., etc. UGO probably has the same thing. IGN has the same thing. So it's a, it's part of that umbrella. Um, and Whiskey Media just recently had, uh, in, I think was it yesterday or two days ago, three days ago, I don't know, um, instilled a, a paid uh, a, a paid membership, uh, which is nothing new. It's it's standard for the industry. Um, they have to make money somehow. And ads aren't always going to cut it. Um, one thing that they did that's very controversial, and the only reason why I bring this up is because, one, it's a good segue from, from Will, uh, William's question, and two, because I think um, it's a very intriguing situation that they've put themselves into, was, so part of the benefits that you get from being a paid member, you get to download the videos, which is, you know, which is good because the other, uh, otherwise you can only stream them. Um, and there is a covert way to download them without... Uh, you know, without paying for them, but like I'm not going to support that. I'm not going to detail how to do that because that's how they make money. Mm -hmm. um, there is high definition video available for download. Uh, you get some exclusive live content, and you get like some profile editions, something like that. And, and that all seems well and good. You know, you pay for something, you should get more. Um, but the one thing that they did was to split the bombcast in half, which basically means. Non-paying members get the first hour for free, but they have to wait till the next week to get the second hour. And the reason why this is intriguing to me is because there's always been this philosophy of if you're going to compartmentalize certain things for a paid membership, do not take away what you used to give out for free. And guess what? Some breaking news. The Giant Bombcast is going to be free, according to a post or something or other. They hit their 5,000 subscriber, subscriber limit earlier or later last week. So, kind of a moot point, but still fun to listen to us yab yammer on because we like the sounds of our own voices. All right, carry on. Now, I think that this is slightly different when you talk about may, – may, I don't know how the history of the New York Times.com has, has, has unfolded. I don't know if they used to be completely free, and then when the internet blew up, they're like, all right, we have to make it for pay. I um, believe it was. I remember I used to go to New York Times back in the 90s, and then they started doing that. You could read three articles, and then you got to pay. So I think that's a, okay. If that's okay, I think that's a slightly different situation. And, and call me crazy, maybe I am nuts, but I kind of feel that there's a difference between like a, a major kind of uh, not event, but like a major reason for okay. Now we're in trouble. We actually really need to turn the entire thing into a pay site. So you've gone from completely free to completely pay. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why, but I view that somewhat differently. I I, I take that and I put it aside. It, it that's somewhat totally different than you saying, we are now going to offer you a way to pay to get more content. But well, guess more what? More or, right. or additional. I don't. I mean, those are similar words, but I mean, like, all right, more of the same content or extra stuff that we didn't give you before. Uh, extra. Okay. Extra. 
but then at the same time saying, but guess what? This thing that you used to get every week, you're only going to get half of it now. You're going to have to wait for a week to get it later. Mm-hmm. So I find that very interesting because it this is. is a small. It is a smaller site. I think it's one of the sites that is in touch, truly in touch with its audience. And I think all of Whiskey Media sites are, from what I've seen, tested, screened, Giant Bomb. I visit all those three on the regular. That's uh, movies, tech. No, sorry, tech, movies, and video games, respectively. And for them to instill this policy, I think is very interesting because I think that. That is def- by what I'm seeing on their forums because I've been following this because it's interesting to me. So much backlash to the point where Ryan Davis is like, "Hey, if we get five thousand people to sign up for our paid membership, even if it's just monthly instead of yearly, if we get five thousand subscriptions by uh, I forgot what it is, ten a.m. Pacific time on Friday, we will we will renounce that suggestion that we split the bombcast. Not even suggestion. We will renounce the policy that we're going to s- split the bombcast." Wait, I got to say something about I that. That's understand kind that. of shit. That's kind of shitty that he would only say that in the forums and not make it like a very public announcement. Because if that if that's I, true, I don't know. Were... I don't know. To be fair, I don't know what the length of the announcement was. But I guess because you didn't see it on the front page, then it probably is. I, I think you know what? I think it was on Twitter as well. So it was on limited. Twitter. It was on the forums. But I do agree with you. They should have put it on the front page. Of the that's something that. that they should send out as like a like. They have everybody – everybody had to sign up with an email address when they sign up for Giant Bomb. That's something that should be sent out as like a community-wide email notification. Yes, agreed. Because I skip a lot of Twitter messages all the time. I don't go to Giant Bomb that often right. now. I just you really listen to the podcast. And yeah, so like I would have ho- totally jumped on the monthly subscription right away to stop that from happening. But anyway, keep saying what you're saying. Right. Um, yeah, so, so that was the basic deal, and, and I think that kind of says to me – that they realize that this is not what the users want. I think a lot of users were willing to pay until they saw that. And before we continue, let me be completely clear with the purpose of this. Giant Bomb is another video game site. We are a very small, puny, to readership <laughs> video game site. Um, and the reason why I'm making this crystal clear is because, like, I don't want anybody to think that. We're like, oh, yeah, fucking Giant Bomb, man. Fuck Giant Bomb. Fuck IGN. Shit. You know? <laughs> Fuck them. You know, they're competitors. No. No, 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 no. It's not. Al and I and Pete, you know, we do this podcast because we like to do it. Al and I founded the site because we like to do it. Competition is a non-factor. I don't believe in slandering or slamming another, you know, another site, you know, or using this as a medium to slander. So the, I am only bringing this up because I think it's a very interesting situation that they've got themselves into. And I have certain thoughts on the matter. And I think that um, I actually, you know, as a user of that site, I was going, you know, I was ready to be like, you know what? I want to support these guys because they are doing, you know, they, they've been doing this for a couple of years out of pocket. You know, they've been trying to be very, they, they've been trying to be very respectful with the level of advertisements that, you know, that aren't obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I just have trouble reconciling. Yeah, <laughs> I just have a little trouble reconciling the fact that they, you know, they've been they they know what their audience is like, and they know like th- what they've been doing is you know so so worth supporting them with a subscription. But then they go back, uh, and, and to be clear, this is Whiskey Media, not Jeff Gershman or Vinny or Brad specifically. This is Whiskey Media, okay. Um, that's their policy, saying that, like, you know what, um, we, we're, we're going to take away something that we've been giving out. Um, and, and they're not even really taking it away, which is why I think a lot of uh, some of the reaction might be a little bit overblown. It's delayed. It's shitty. 
But they're not taking it away. True. But so at the like, same, you can only get hour two if you pay. Right. But at the same time, that's still kind of again. It goes back to William Beans's question: That is, are they are they slightly coming out of touch with what their readers want? And and to be fair, like readers want everything for free, and, and that that's the cynical way to look at it. But again, I, I I've just been a believer in don't take away something for free that you've uh, don't take away something that you've been giving out in any capacity. Add to it, you know. Yeah. And so I, I, I continue to support them by going to their site and turning off my ad blocker, and you know, giving them the hits. Um, and I, and uh, frankly, like there probably will come a time where I'm just, you know what, fuck it. You know, they, they do. I think they, you know, they've been doing it out of pocket. They do deserve to, to make money off of this. It's just I, I can't come to terms with the philosophy of, you know, taking away something in any capacity, whether it be temporary or whatnot. You know, I just uh, I, I don't I, I kind of feel bad for the people who, you know, who really. Frankly, I know that, you know, five bucks a month seems like like a small amount. I'm not in the same position as some people are. I don't know if, if they need that five bucks a month for something. You know, maybe they have to pay some five bucks a month for something else they really, really, really need. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think it sucks for them for, for those who, who are going to get blocked off by this. It doesn't affect me personally because I listen to podcasts like a week late anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I mean, I mean, I guess what what are your thoughts? Like, it, it, and and again, tying this to you know media and how they handle things. Like, what, what do you guys think? Do you want to go first, Al? <laughs> I can. Sure. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I I think I'm a peculiar case because I don't like paying for things that I used to get for free. But I'm so, like, adamant about that, that if you were going to even charge me for partial access, that I would probably just say, you know, forget it and just move on to something else. Like, uh, you know, imagine if PlayStation Plus was a um, something where, you know how right now PlayStation, you, you can set up a name, you can play internet. You can play games over the internet for free. Doesn't matter uh, what game it is or how long you play or anything like that. PlayStation Plus basically gives you certain games ahead of time, and it gives you other little benefits. I think Hulu Plus and things like that. But it doesn't take away that essential. It doesn't say, well, if you don't have PlayStation Plus, you can't play online. It doesn't like say revert you to a Xbox Silver type of membership. Right. Now if PlayStation had done that, I'd be like, oh, fuck you. I, I just won't play games online. <laughs> it's like, I can't <laughs> I can't justify paying when you gave me the service for free. Like, for example, Xbox Live. I don't mind paying for Xbox Live Gold. I do mind paying $10 for Xbox Live Gold, but I don't mind paying it in general because that's the way it was from when it started. And yeah. Granted, they had silver membership, but I've never really experienced a silver membership because the moment I got the Xbox, I was like, well, I want to have that online presence. I want to have the friends. I want to have the internet play whenever I want. I want to be able to download Xbox Live games whenever I want. So I'll pay the $50 a year. No problem. Besides, I don't even think I ever paid $50 a year because of all the deals on the cards. Right. Um, That's a different situation. Now, with the the giant bomb situation, it's like, well, I don't even know if I would be willing to pay five dollars to access a website in general. 
any website. Um, because I can always obtain my information from somewhere else. That's why, I guess, that's why I use Kotaku now. It's like, I get 50, 60, 70 posts a day, as opposed to waiting for GameStop to get, uh, GameStop, see, there we go again. <laughs> waiting for GameSpot to, to up, you know, to update their site, like, every day at 1 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that, because I think they're still based in Pacific Time. Waiting for IGN to update their site and waiting for everybody else to update the site where I can get this free blog of, like, that kind of down and dirty, you know, you know how they have, like, the, the journalists who, like, go out to Iraq, you know, and they're in the middle of the battlefield, people, like, shoot and kill each other right behind them, and they're dodging bullets, but they're still reporting, you know, that kind of, like, guerrilla reporting, they call it, or something like that. Somebody yeah. agree with me? Yes. Um... I kind of feel like the blogs do that, but the only blog that I really follow is Kotaku, so um, that's the reason why I kind of like just really dedicate my time to them. I get my 50-60 post, which is not inundating me, and it's also not nothing, so any given time of the day, I can go, okay, let me go to my Google Reader, like I'm doing right now, and I go, okay, three Kotaku posts. And I look, I go, okay, I'm not interested in any of these. And boom, my news is good. I don't have to worry about what I might have missed. I don't have to worry about shit. Uh, except for this NVIDIA GeForce GTS 450 on sale at Newegg ahead of official release. I might have be interested in looking at that. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've kind of changed over the years of going to sites and now I have the RSS and I just do whatever's convenient for me that I don't really have to worry about, like, paying for. And if all of a sudden I had to pay to, like, go to Kotaku, I'd be like, all right, screw you, Kotaku. I'll go somewhere else. That's me. Like I said, I'm peculiar. You nuts. I know. Word. <laughs> okay, I'll try to make my response quick. Uh, yeah, uh, Al, you brought up uh, Xbox Live and other sites and stuff, so I'll use those as examples. If other sites started paying, like, if all sites, all video game sites started doing this, um, I definitely would come, it would come down to me to be which, well, which one am I most entertained by and like, which one do I get the most use out of. So I would pay for that one site, but not any others. Um, but obviously that's not happening right now. Like giant bomb in a way is like, is just one site in a sea of many others where I could get other stuff from other sites for free. But, um, the, the thing is that giant bomb is the most entertaining to me, um, and obviously, the uh, the reason that there's that they, they consider splitting up this podcast, all that says to me is that Whiskey Media realizes that the uh, Giant Bombcast probably draws in the biggest crowd out of anything that the like the whole skew of sites does. Um, that's the only reason I can see them like singling that out to be like, you know, we're gonna split this, and this is like that's like the major point of contention for like this whole paid membership thing and all that. Um, but I get uh personally, I get so much entertainment out of it, and uh, like. I don't have a problem paying for things that I'm entertained by. Um, yeah, it sucks because I was getting it for free, but I'm also of the mindset that like I like I totally love everything these guys are doing, so I want to support them. And like if 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 it was even just a matter of uh, like they, if, if the podcast weren't part of it, if it was just uh, online stuff for free, like uh, like site other site stuff for not not for free for uh, paid stuff like the video downloading or whatever. 
I probably would still pay it even though uh, I don't really use that stuff anymore um, just as a means to support them. Now, this is just me personally. Uh, I can understand completely why other people are upset about it. And, um, like, yeah, Austin, your point is right about don't, why would you shouldn't take stuff away or you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't make people pay for something that they were getting used to for free. And, uh, uh, Allison, you brought up Xbox Live. I want to, like, make mention of, like, because you said that when that first came out, you were just, like, you know, you dealt with it because, or you were okay with it because that's just the way it was, you know, it was. That's the way it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can kind of, you'll be able to see my point to this, too, because I think you were a PC gamer back before Xbox even came out. Uh, and mm -hmm. as, as someone who, yeah, like, I was a PC gamer, so I was used to, online play for free so when xbox came out and started charging for that stuff i was n i've never been okay with it even up to today i mean there have been the times where i've just sucked it up and paid for it uh you know trying to get the xbox live subscription as cheap as possible but ultimately i did not even even when i was paying for xbox live i hardly ever played the games online like it was i never really got my money's worth uh using xbox live whenever i paid for the subscription um like if I if I were to pay for the giant bomb thing, uh, I feel like in terms of an entertainment value, whereas like you know you're paying for Xbox Live to play games online, and that's where you're getting your entertainment value. If you're not really playing games online, then you're not really getting the value for what you're paying. I was only paying it for things like you know the occasional play game online, but mostly for like something like Netflix, um, where there are other avenues to get Netflix for free. So like paying for Xbox Live seemed really stupid. Now anyway, back to the entertainment mm -hmm. value, like. If I were to pay for Giant Bomb's subscription thing between the uh, the podcast and, like, maybe I would start, like, going and looking into more of their video content again if I had time. Um, that's really my thing is that I just don't have time for all this stuff anymore. Uh, but there's so much entertainment value to be had out of all that stuff that that $5 a month seems like a poultry, you know, amount to pay for how much enjoyment I get out of the stuff they produce. Mm -hmm. um, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I'll use the stupid movie comparison. I, you know, it costs ten bucks or more to go to a movie for like a two-hour experience, whereas yeah. like five bucks a month for an entire, you know, like, like multiple hours, like way more than you get out of a movie of content. I mean, like even if you just take an effect that the bomb cast is generally two hours a week, uh, and you're getting you know eight hours a month out of that for five bucks, it's a pretty still a pretty good value proposition. Um, and then there is the thing where you can just wait if you want and listen to both pieces together for free you're just not you know on time with it which again for someone like me who doesn't have much time for all this stuff anymore it's not really such a bad thing um sure. so i mean uh but just when it comes down to the basics of it i understand why they're doing it they got to make money you know i would have supported these guys even when they first started if they were like guys look we don't have much stuff to offer you but we're trying to build this website we want you to like you know if you can you know sign up for subscription and as someone who used to be part of the GameStop. Or, I'm sorry, GameSpot uh, membership program. I was already used to paying for you know a website on a monthly basis anyway. Um, if when Giant Bomb first started, which was right after Jeff had pretty much like well not right after you know first he did couple his months blocking. couple yeah, months yeah like after that. he had left, I would have had no problem like signing up for any kind of subscription with his, whatever he was going to do right away just because I wanted to support him because uh, yeah like I knew that whatever he did would bring me some sort of value or entertainment. So I guess, yeah, I'll just wrap it up with that because uh, I know Austin's got to get going. Uh, but again, yeah, I understand why Giant Bomb's doing it and I hope other people will like kind of, I, I, I hope that like other people won't like 
steer away from them now because of it. I mean, you still can do the free thing, and yeah, it sucks you're losing out on that second hour of the bomb cast right away, but really that's kind of the only bad thing about it. Uh, so, and maybe they'll yeah. change that. Yeah, to, to, to be totally truthful, like, has it, had it not been for that, and I don't need what they're offering, I would have paid them just to support them. Yeah. Because I, I, can, I can afford to. So right. I just, uh, again, I again, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I kind of want to jump on the annual, not only to support them, because I mean, again, I wouldn't really use much of the website stuff, but the t-shirt's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I, uh, you know, it just, it goes against what I believe in and it, it, it kind of sucks because I really want to not believe in that, <laughs> you know, so that it could support them. But I, you know, it, it wouldn't be right if I just said, oh yeah, I'll, yeah, even though I don't, you know, it, it wouldn't be right. So I, I hope that they, for for the sake of the listeners, that you know, for whatever reason, can't you know can't afford it or whatever, um, that they reconsider. Um, but I also hope that the people who like are going like, oh my god, they're so evil, and it's like, you know what? No, that's overblown. That's way overblown. Like, if you don't want to pay for it, fair enough. Don't you know? Don't lambast them for it. They've been giving you shit for free for three years. Um, don't you know? Don't think that this is all of a sudden evil. Like if you have, in principle, a, an issue with the the whole act of taking away something that you have been given for a while, that's fine. But you know, I understand why they're doing it. I, I'm like you, Pete. I understand why they're, why why they're doing it. I just you know, I I wouldn't feel right if I was like, yeah, you know, I don't believe in what you, in that one aspect of it. But I'm gonna give you the money anyway. Um, and again, I wish I I, I wish I could feel wrong about it and not care. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that they've certainly, um, everything else, they've certainly earned the trust of everyone to, you know, uh, to, you know, be like, look, dude, dude we, we need money, <laughs> you know? So I don't know if you've ever been to their other sites, Pete. No, I haven't really visited okay. any of the other stuff. Right. I don't know. I, 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 th- I, I think that I hope people, I hope other people are less anal than I am and, and support them. I really do. Um, and honestly... I honestly don't think that five bucks a month is prohibitive. If anyone is 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 really really that strapped, um, I can understand that. But I just, you know, to me, it's like, all right, well, then you shouldn't be on a video game website. You should be looking out for a job. You know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's dismissive. I I shouldn't be so dismissive. But that's you know that's how I see it. Um, whoo. Anyway, so we were talking about this whole giant bomb thing, and uh, and suddenly somehow Microsoft. Got looped and online play got looped into this. <laughs> we gotta pay more now. Yeah, are we talking about that? Don't you have to go? Well, now that I can get the Xbox 360 at Times Square, I have much less time that I need to burn on that. So let's talk about this quickly, because it, 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 especially it relates exactly to the fact that I'm getting a new Xbox, which will probably have another subscription card in it, mm-hmm. which means that I don't have to pay extra. <laughs> Those no, the uh, I'm pretty sure the 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 250 bundles don't come with that anymore. Ah, fuck. Oh well. <laughs> Well, I have, an, I have another card somewhere anyway, so. But yeah, I mean, so, I'm not definite, but I don't think I do. Go ahead. So tell me something, Pete. How much do we have to pay now? For Xbox Live? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not now, but in November 1st. November you know, 1st. oh, is that what they actually dated it? I didn't even know they dated mm-hmm. it. I was going to say, like, I, okay. Yeah, so, uh, oh, okay, I'll wait till I do my, my, uh, my conspiracy theory in a minute. But anyway, yes, <laughs> the answer is $60. Oh, boy. $60 for 12 months, $25 for three months instead of 20 and $10 instead of 8 for one month. Um, so let's see. Um, 
Xbox Live Director of Programming Major Nelson, and where am I reading this? On Giant Bomb. Uh, has announced that Microsoft will increase the cost of several Xbox Live subscription packages in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and the United Kingdom. Starting on November 1st, the price of a one-year subscription to Xbox Live in the U.S. will be adjusted to $60 a year, up from its current price of $50, which, by my terrible math, is a 20% increase. Here's the full breakdown of the price changes that Microsoft will make to subscriptions in each of the four regions. We don't need to read that, because I just did. Major Nelson recommends that those subscribers who would like to buy a subscription at the current price do so now before the new pricing structure takes effect. Those who do resubscribe now will be able to purchase a one-year subscription for 40 bucks. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, riddle me this. Second time you said that in this episode. Piss you <laughs> off, if at all. Wait, did you ask, does it piss us off? I, 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 I'm sorry. I asked, how much does it piss you off, oh. if at all? It doesn't piss me off at all because I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just not going to go back to gold. That's fine with me. Save me some money. Um, right. I mean, like I said, I don't really use – the only thing I've been using gold for is the Netflix thing. And Des has gold for a couple more months, so we're using hers to watch Netflix. Once hers expires, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of spending that 60 bucks on Xbox Live, I'm going to – PlayStation. No, well, um, that's another thing altogether. But I was, I was going to say that uh, – I'm probably just going to pay the extra 40 bucks to get the Apple TV, and then uh, that's, you know, then I always have Netflix streaming without having to pay for it, and uh, also extra Apple TV. Uh, Apple, Apple TV is going to support Netflix? Yeah. What's, uh, the, um, what's, the, what's the plan on that? Because I haven't been paying attention because I don't give a shit about Apple. Okay. Like, what, when you buy the Apple TV, that's 40 bucks a month? No, 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 no. Uh, or... I'd say forty bucks more because it's a hundred bucks. Like on September first, Apple had another keynote thing or whatever, another announcement stuff. Oh, you're uh, saying you'd rather pay a hundred dollars a month because you get more it's functionality? Not, no, it's not a hundred dollars a month. It's a hundred dollars for the, the Apple TV for the little box, okay. <laughs> and then you get all the functionality of it. You know, without having to pay any kind of monthly or annual fee. Uh, the gotcha. Only, the only thing is that you would, you know, if you, you buy you pay stuff for Netflix, to, if you. Yeah, you pay for Netflix, and if you buy anything through the Apple Store, like you can, you know, rent movies or you know TV shows, but those are you know the one-time fee of like ninety-nine cents or four ninety-nine for a movie or whatever. <laughs> was that Bless a sneeze? You, you sneezed Bless like you. a robot. I fucking heard that. Jesus, that was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I muted the mic. Why does the mute not work? What the hell? Um, but anyway, <laughs> to get off the Apple TV thing, my point was that like I have no apps. Personally, I have no need for Xbox Live Gold anymore. Absolutely not. Especially since they canceled fucking 1 versus 100, which was the stupidest thing they've ever done because I totally would have paid the $60 a month for me and Des to be able to play that again. Maybe they just didn't get enough people to sustain it. I think it was just not uh, profitable for them. It's not that they didn't get enough that, people. That's what I, that, well, that's what I meant. They didn't get enough to sustain it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have said people. Um, um, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fuck Xbox Live, but real quick, my conspiracy theory was, and this probably is totally not true, but it's just something I would like to be true, is that they're, they announced this price hike, so everyone would rush and buy all these fucking point cards while they're cheaper, and then, you know, maybe like six months to a year from now, they'll be like, oh, guess what, we're making Xbox ah, we, Live we free. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome, be but wrong. it's not going to happen, but... Nah. But then, I, you so, know, because they'll just make more money like, in the long run. I, I am... Surprisingly, I'm on the fence about this. Like someone like me, I would have been like, "Oh, that's, that's so stupid! Why, why are they gonna do this shit? Fuck them!" You know. But <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't, you know, and I don't like it, and I probably won't support it past well, because I still have a few months left on this one, and I have another card 
waiting in the wings somewhere, and I barely play online at all. I do, I do, I do watch Netflix a lot, but I, I have a Wii disc, and I could easily order a PS3 disc, mm-hmm. so I won't need it for free. For free. Um, but I, uh, I'm, you know, games increase in price from fifty to sixty bucks, and I don't think that, you know, that 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 was a cool, good good thing to do. But I mean, they did increasing standards and people adopted it. Um, and that's not to say that it was a right thing, but I mean, okay, if you're going to buy the explanation that rising costs in development because you're talking about HD systems and all that shit, okay, fine. What I would like to see is them talk about why we're doing this price increase. Is the price increase just because, hey, every year that you're living in this apartment, you will get a rent hike because that's just the way that it works? Because that's how rent works. You know, mm-hmm. a landlord will just be like, every year you will pay an increase unless they're really, really, really nice and it's rent controlled and you live in Stytown. Um, but but Stytown is like fucking crazy expensive in the first place. That's true. Um, you uh, crazy well, New not, Yorkers. Not, not super. No, actually, no, it's not. Well, not it's super crazy, crazy expensive, expensive to me from compared to where I live right now. No, I'm oh, just saying, yeah, you, I'm right. saying you're crazy New Yorkers with your annual price hikes. No, I was I was I was talking to Al about that. But I mean that that usually that's all on the landlord and it's just because, you know, I don't know, whatever. I don't know real estate that well, so I'll shut up now. <laughs> but is it is it that or is it like, hey, we're getting a lot more users, we kinda need to increase the price because we can't sustain the bandwidth or some stupid reason. You know, are they gonna at least, you know, pa- patronize us with a stupid reason, or are they just gonna be like, We're doing this because we can? Neither is good. But I would rather be patronized than just being like, yo, we fucking want to do this because you have no choice. Ha, bitch. Even though there is PlayStation Plus now, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's what I would like to see. Reasoning. Why? Are you giving us more functionality? Are you giving us a better, a, a, a larger friends list, maybe? I don't know. That, that could be an idea for some people who have actually 100 friends online and want more, maybe? I don't know. I mean, just a suggestion. Don't listen to me, though. I'm not a consumer. I, I don't matter. You know, I don't know. Um, so anyway, so that's that. And I, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about that. But I, you know, that's what I think is missing from this puzzle is why they're doing it. They didn't really say. I mean, all they, all they said was that they've been providing, you know, top-notch quality online services for a while now. And they feel that they can justify this price. They're, obviously, there was no... Nothing said about we're going to add anything. It's just, hey, right. we give you good shit. You're going to pay more money for it. And I don't <laughs> agree with that, so I don't pay my money. <laughs> hey, if, if you, only, you can pay 50 bucks if you want, but you only get to play half of your games online one week. <laughs> and then the next week you play the other half. <laughs> um, so you can just go to Apple TV, and you don't need Xbox Live for achievements anymore either because in addition to Steam achievements – we have Apple's Game Center, and I threw this one in there just for you, Pete, because you are crazy about your iPhone, and this must be good news for you, I'm assuming? Uh, I mean, I don't know how much you want me to get into it. It's cool that they started doing it, but, I mean, it's a slow roll so far. Like, there's a handful of games that are supported with it, uh, only one of them, which I have. And, yeah, there's achievements in it and stuff, but unless they can really route, like, I have a feeling that this is going to be, like, a little too late thing, kind of the same way, you a know. Flash in the pan kind of thing. Like, yeah, well, oh, yeah, it's there. It's but, like yeah. the way that, you know, PlayStation 3 came out and trophies weren't in from the beginning, so nobody gives a fuck about trophies, really. Uh, gotcha. Um, 
unless they can quickly rally all the developers and or or can make it mandatory that you know all developers have to patch this into their like at least for the games uh patch this into the, their apps like you know there are other services out there he's gone again Pete, come back come back come back come back pete pete this is the greatest episode ever yep Oh, oh, he's gone. He completely dropped. Oh, he's back. He's, okay, back. he's back. He's back. So anyway, back. yeah, Game Center <laughs> needs to basically rally all the developers and or make it mandatory or it's just not going to work because, yeah, there's just not – like, it's a cool thing, but it may be too late and stuff. You know what? Knowing Apple, they might find a way to force their hand on it because of the whole walled garden shit. Like, they could be like, yo, you got to do what we say now. Because, like, if this was on, uh, on Android – you know, it'd be a total free. You know, because it's totally open. Like they're like, fuck, I don't, right. I don't want to put in the extra work. To this fuck that. But like Apple could probably be like, well, you know, we control everything else anyways. That's why we're evil and we suck. So we're gonna make you do this achievements thing too. Well, what Apple needs to do is, uh, there's like, for instance, there's this one, uh, commu- like a uh, gaming community thing, kind of like you know, Game Center or whatever. It's called Open Faint. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's the same thing. It's a, it, it's an Xbox Live type of thing on the iPhone for you know a lot of games. I think there's like. There's got to be over a thousand games like tied to this Open Faint network, and if Apple can do like, there's more than that. There's Open Faint. There's Plus Plus. There's a bunch of other ones. If Apple could Plus get, Plus is the one I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. Apple can get to them and be like, look, we want you to bring all your stable of games. We want you to bring your network into Game Center, and right. like they figure out some way to join the networks, then that would work for them, um, and it would vastly improve the uh, the library of games available for Game Center. But yeah, uh, that that's it. I'm done. So we we ran out of segues because there was a great segue into this next piece when we were talking about the drama behind the game, like with Two Human and all that shit, affecting people's perceptions of a game. But uh, look, Duke Nukem Forever is coming out, I think. Or at least it was playable at PAX. Do you think Mm. it's coming out? Do you think it's coming it's, out? Yeah, it's definitely coming out. Do you think, coming coming out? Out. Do, do, do you think do you really think it's going to come out? Do you think it's going to come out? Duke Nukem Democracy. Duke Nukem Democracy. No, uh, but yeah, Wired has this great story on Game Life. Story, sorry. This great interview with Randy Pitchford, who is the uh, CEO of Gearbox, who, if you may recall, created the awesome Borderlands, mm-hmm. uh, also made the, the very competent PC port of Halo, um, and also... I believe they did Counter-Strike Condition Zero, which was basically the single-player version of Counter-Strike. That, that I can you... tell you right now, because I got it on my Steam. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, you can! Um, but yeah, uh, I think they also did uh, uh, Company of... Not Company of Heroes. Um, uh, that other World War II sh- quasi-shooter game that was that, that had a lot of tactical stuff. And I have, I have a copy of the sequel. One second. Um, but yeah. Let's see. It is... Brothers in Arms? Maybe. I think it's Brothers in Arms. Yeah, it's Brothers in Arms. It's Brothers in Arms. Um, and, and so, yeah, Gearbox has a pretty good track record, um, a respectable track record. I, I like what they've done. Um, and according to Randy Pitchford, a lot of the people who are working on Duke Nukem 3D at Gearbox were lifted from the old team that were working on it before. So here's my thought. Oh, real quick, Gearbox Either- is not listed as having done Condition Zero. It just says Valve and Valve. Okay. Um, 
So this could either go really good or really bad. Really good in the sense that, hey, this is the original Duke Nukem Forever team. They are the ones who know what Duke Nukem Forever need to be. You know, they're, or at least they are the ones who know what they want it to be. On the other hand, they were also the original team that worked on the game for 13 years. <laughs> so, what the fuck? Well, I, I, to be fair, let, let's, I, I, I don't, you know, and I don't recall all of the details from the interview. But I don't think that necessarily means like, oh yeah, like like Donnie Jones and James Johnson were on the team at the beginning, which means that they were on it for 13 years. No, they, Randy Pitchford was on the team at the beginning, and he moved on. So, you know, and that's another good thing. Randy Pitchford has been successful in his career, and he, but he still has ties to that old team. So that's what kind of gives me faith. Now, the other question is, do we care? Do you guys care? I don't. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting it to be... Uh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting it to be a great shooter, so it's like, whatever. I'm glad that they're, you know, you know, trying to do something with it, but whatever. I, I'm not going to buy it, most likely, and I'm not really going to play it. I mean, I'll buy it when it's on, you know, a Steam Weekend sale for, like, five bucks. Right. Hmm, 20 years from now. Yeah. But Unless I mean, it comes out 20 years from now. Here's the thing, and a lot of things that I that I see people saying or, or hear them saying, why, like, like he's not, I'm not interested in the game like this. I, you know, it feels like it's old, right? Uh, not necessarily in a bad way, but like, honestly, if you want me to be really honest with you, um, I would say the majority of the shooters that I played throughout my career, um, the ones that I like better are older. Period. Like, I like older shooters in general. Like, with certain exceptions, I like older shooters better than newer ones. I like running around and shooting shit in the face and not having to reload. I like not... Uh, with the exceptions of the ones that make you go and find red keys to <laughs> open a fucking door and then backtrack. Okay, I painkiller, awesome. And that was on your recommendation, Al. Thank you for that, because I was initially skeptical. Oh, yeah, uh, Painkiller, awesome. I still haven't gotten it. Serious Sam, awesome. Uh, You know... I like those games, and I liked Duke Nukem, except for... did Duke Nukem had shit that you had to, like, find keys for, right? I, it's been such a long time. I believe so. Yeah, that shit... Uh, okay. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Where, Where is it? But, you know, Where just that... It? Just that mayhem and that fast-paced shit. I was playing Unreal Tournament a couple of weeks ago, weekends ago, I should say, before I went to Europe, just having a fucking blast, and, like, I would fire, 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 and then hit R to reload. And all of a sudden, my character could move. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I looked up. It's like, oh, it's TeamSpeak. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, there is no reload. I was like, oh, wait. There is no reload. Awesome. And so I just, you know, I'm sorry. I like the older shooters better. And so actually, when I heard that Gearbox was picking this up, and it's because it's Gearbox and because it's Randy Pitchford, that I was like, you know what? I actually want this to come out now. I actually want to buy this and play it. Because it's going to take me back to those old days. And it's going to hopefully be at least decently done, which which is not to say that we should settle for decent, but it's not going to suck. And I think that I, I would like to give these guys th- this game that has been 13 years in development and has not seen any mercy from anybody. You know, anybody. I, I would I want to give it a fair shake. I will at the, at the very, 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 very least download. I downloaded a demo of Die Fucking Katana, okay? But then it crashed the desktop and I never tried it again. Um, oh, yeah, I, I played it for free off of... Um... <laughs> game tap but only like the first 30 minutes and i got sick I'm like fuck this <laughs> you got sick. died a ton of 
Ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I read, and I know that Randy Pitchford is traditionally a very enthusiastic kind of like, hey, yeah, totally, awesome, yeah, type of guy. But Borderlands is going to have 20 bajillion weapons in it. Yeah, I know, but I'll give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt because, like, he is—he is so passionate, and enthusiastic about this, and I—I I do like me some Borderlands. I like that game. Yeah, I'm, I like Borderlands too. I wish I could play it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, I'm not. Oh, I'm not suggesting that you're like being like, oh, whatever. What'd you say, Al? We need to have some time to play it. Yeah, I know, uh, but I don't know. I for some reason I am—I'm I'm interested in this now. You know, especially. When I think the article, some article came out and was talking about how Prey was going to be like the next big thing, and was like, oh yeah, you know they stopped, you know fuck Duke Nukem forever, you know the, those guys at 3D Realms, they just was it who who did? Oh God, I gotta look this up. I, I don't want to get my homework wrong. Um, P R E Y. While you're looking it up, I was gonna say that the... <laughs> Prey takes me to oh. predation. Okay, disambiguation. Prey. Um. Three, yeah, 3D Realms for the PC version. You know, like the, the PC gamer article was like, oh yeah, they, they were like, oh, forget about Duke for a second. We're gonna do this prey thing. I'm like, all right, is it really gonna be that good? I played it. and I'm like, you know what? No, I don't care. I don't. I don't care about these vagina walls. But you know, I enjoyed prey. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dislike it at all. But I just was like, eh. You know, I don't care. Yeah, it's cool, but I don't know. And the whole st- the story tied around it, and like the, 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 that was just stupid. But I don't know. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was say, I was just gonna say Daruka? the reason I'm not excited is because I've never really been a big Duke fan, so I don't have any real nostalgia for the that's, old that's, games. And that's totally and, fair. Like you know, the whole this whole 13 years has been me being like, man, I just want this game to come out. It was just me being like, ha, oh, look at all these people eh. doing stuff. <laughs> look at all these people doing stuff. That's specific. Yeah, I mean, like, I, after it didn't come out, like, like I actually lost interest in it, like, after, like, the second year when they delayed it again. I'm just, like, every time it came up, I was reading up on it because it makes for a great industry story, you know? It just does, like, like the, the drama behind, like, the, the two-human thing, you know? But, you know, I never really cared about it until now that it's like, all right, we are really resurrecting this for real, and I am Randy Pitchford, and I love shit. You know, if it was if it was George Broussard again just being like, oh, we're, 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 we're still... We're still doing it, but give us a chance, man. Fuck 2K. They want to take our shit away. We're going to do it. And it's gonna be... No, but, you know, Randy Pitchford, I'll give him the benefit of that. that, that yeah, that, that's, all, that's all I'll say. Okay. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Where is it? And I think we've run out of time for today. I was going to ask random questions and have you ask me random questions and vice versa, but I have a rock band party to plan for. And a new 360 to buy, and a cat to feed. Okay. So, Pete, where do you live? Uh, the internet. Where? Uh, I don't know. Twitter.com slash Riven is good enough. <laughs> Photobucket.com slash image slash Riven. Flickr.com slash Riven. Oh, wait. No, not Flickr. Not Flickr and not Photobucket because he doesn't have Riven, but GS Riven on Flickr works. Why is. What is. Photobucket? Why are you saying Photobucket? Because I meant to say Flickr. <laughs> 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 and the first thing that came to my head was Photobucket. I don't know. Al, where do you look? Excellent2k.blogspot.com. I actually posted, but no one probably has read it because I have no comment. I actually didn't realize you posted. Because I, I was out of the I was out of the country. You don't subscribe to my shit. I was out of the country. Actually, I don't subscribe because I go to that shit every other week. Oh, so I guess bitch. I more. Sure. And go to shark versus octopus dot com. 
V-E-R-S-U-S-O-C-T-O-P-U-S dot com. Because it's awesome. And then everybody loves dinosaurs. So go to everyonelovesdinosaurs.com by our friend Mo. We will probably be recording shenanigans tonight on video. Maybe. I'm not sure if we're going to do it yet. But if I get drunk enough and I remember to charge my camera, I just might take pictures of Al. I mean, sorry. Take recording of Al singing uh, some Alanis Morissette song. Not Maybe. Gonna happen. Yeah, it will. Okay, fine. Maybe just Joel. Uh, we are out of time. Any last remarks or any other thing that, uh, that you want me to pimp? Our podcast will always be free, so you should email us at mailba- mailbag at trygames.net. Don't tell them that! Don't tell them it's going to be free! It's going to be free. <laughs> now, well, now it's always going to be free. Thanks! As long no. as I'm here, it'll be free. Because I won't pay for this shit. <laughs> Dude, out. Al, hit the kick button. Kick him off. Kick him off. We can't hear you, Pete. Sorry. Uh, tomorrow it's going to start costing $10 every month, but no. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and take a take a visit to uh, GamingTheMedia.com. I, I see what that's all about. It's a pretty interesting concept. Um, and email us. Mailbag at TryGames.net. Mailbag at TryGames.net. Word! Al, how, how do you spell it, Al? Tell us. M-A-L-E-B-A-G or M-A-I-L-B-A-G at T-R-I-G-A-M-E-S dot M-E-T. Yeah, let's go team. Oh, claptrap. All right, so for Pete. I have nothing left to say. For Al. We're doing it again. (laughs) I've been your host. Austin, we're doing it again. And we out. Mother, mother bitch. Horsey. Oh, fuck. I just got to get disconnected from the call. I'm still recording. They're probably saying stuff, but I don't know what's going on. And I'm just going to keep talking and let's see if they call me back. Call me back. Call me back, motherfuckers. Call me back. Um, It says join call. I wonder what happens if I do that. It might not be the fault of the website. Are you fucking kidding me? Hello, 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 hello. Fuck. I guess you can't hear me. I'm still talking if it makes any difference. Shit. Hang on. I'm joining the call again. Hello.